Again, Quincy Jones Show, live from the doctor's office, man. Quincy Jones go, of course, with the best damn co-host, tag partner. World's greatest. I mean, world's greatest. I mean, rap duo, mm-hmm. everything. We you know the ones. You know what I'm saying? And y'all the twos. <laughs> <laughs> but what it do? Hip-hop hybrid, Triple H, yes, Triple H. Sir, the only one in existence in the world of pro wrestling and hip-hop. I tell you guys every single week, and it's like Wait, they don't hear me, time? but I'll keep on telling them. It is I, Doc Lesnar, and we back, like you said, man. Yes, KJS, Quincy Jones Show. And, uh, Brand let's, new let's, episode. Let's get to it, though, because I know we got some news new. to cover. <laughs> I mean. Um, I, I am thankful for the short episode of uh, – NXT this this week it was about an hour and a half. Oh, okay, nice. Well, nice. Not too bad. I, I like that for you. I I like the. I love song. that for Thank you, you actually. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I felt bad for you, uh, this week, but uh, it wasn't too bad. I I I, I did what I could. Some but, stuff uh, overbooked, but uh, oh, you know the funny thing actually before we get into news, I sat there. I'm like, hey, yo, we wrote this shit last week with some of the things that went down. I mean. Yeah, almost. We'll get, we'll, yeah, we'll get there. Almost verbatim. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah I'm but, telling you. But or or, or we just. We see the vision. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's get into the news, man. Of course, the uh, the most leading of uh, headlines. Yeah. I think we'll get right into it. Definitely. Doc. Yeah, the biggest headline that probably rocked uh, the wrestling news world and uh, just wrestling world in, in general uh, last Friday, man. Um, and I'm just going to go down. You know, obviously, you guys were talking about Vince McMahon announcing his retirement from WWE. But uh, I'm going to just go down basically the timeline of events that have led us here to kind of just go over all the particulars and, you know, uh, yeah, well, just stay along for the ride, you know what I'm saying? But uh, June 15th, of course, we get the first Wall Street Journal article depicting Vince's $3 million separation agreement with a former WWE employee, a paralegal, I believe, following an extramarital affair. Following the investigation by uh, the board of directors, Vince maintains his head of creative role while Stephanie steps in as CEO, and John Laurinaitis is replaced by Bruce Pritchard as head of talent relations. Uh, despite the ongoing investigation, we'd see Vince make appearances on Raw and SmackDown with a reported uh, quote-unquote fuck em attitude towards the allegations. Fuck em. Per uh, SRS of Fightful Select as it's discovered that Vince used his own money to actually pay for the agreement as opposed to company funds. Well, um, yes and no. Like, it was... It's weird. It's hard to explain it, but yeah. Yeah, in, in a sense. In a it's, technicality... It's, how do you separate what's your money? Absolutely, money? because I, I, it still went unaccounted for, so... Exactly. Yeah, it's it's weird. Speaking of unaccounted for, July 8th, the second Wall Street Journal article is published depicting over $12 million in hush money paid out by Vince over the past 16 years to four different women uh, in an effort to, quote, suppress allegations of sexual misconduct and infidelity, including a former wrestler who was demoted and not re-signed in 2005 as a result of rejecting advances, while another 
father received unsolicited nudes and harassment on the job. Uh, Vince has not made any TV appearances following the second article, but the story itself has since garnered a lot of mainstream publicity from eyes outside of the pro wrestling bubble. With Mike Johnson, a PW Insider, reporting that more stories from mainstream media are expected to come, with HBO Real Sports reaching out to former female talents to comment on the allegations, as well as Wall Street Journal's doing the same uh as they set for i believe a third article that will be published i think next week uh which is so that's a know. promise yeah because i heard that there was a, a rumored one like the people were like kind of i'm sure there's gonna be a third one with the way well, we just heard got kicked up or whatever type of thing you know what i mean so interesting yeah i mean and so july 22nd that brings us to last friday Vince McMahon officially announces his retirement from all active roles in WWE and is replaced by Triple H as head of creative as well as Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan as co-CEOs of the company heading forward uh, with the decision being made privately about a week or so ago um, per PW Insider. And of course, the official statement uh, on Twitter from Vince was at 77 time for me to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe. Then now forever together. Hashtag WWE. Hashtag thankful. But on WWE.com, he said, as I approach 77 years old, I feel it's time for me to retire as chairman and CEO of WWE throughout the years. It's been a privilege to help WWE bring you joy, inspire you, thrill you, surprise you and always entertain you. I would like to thank my family for, for mightily contributing to our success. I would also like to thank all of our past past and present superstars and employees for their dedication and passion for our brand. Most importantly, I want to thank our fans for allowing us to their homes every week. Uh, and it just kind of goes on. Uh, you know, he talks about the global audience. He does, uh, you know, thank chairwoman uh, Stephanie McMahon and, you know, chairman Nick Khan, as, like I said, they are co-CEOs and kind of ends it with a uh, then now forever together, you know, always staying on brand. Together. So. Fuck them all. And yeah. uh, so Bruce Pritchard is set to take over television duties for Vince while also taking brief direction from him during the transitional period, though, per Wade Keller, it seems Paul Heyman might be the front runner to be a more permanent candidate yeah. as his yeah, working heard about relationship this. with Stephanie is said to be very positive. Yeah, I heard their chemistry is way better than it was a couple years ago. Exactly. I think Wade Keller said, uh, you know, uh, it seems like to people that they have seen them, uh, that have seen them, Heyman and Stephanie get along. Uh, genuinely, there's a chemistry and a dynamic between them that's very positive. It's very different than, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So Heyman is someone to watch. He's really, really smart and obviously a wrestling guy. And Triple H, you know, Triple H really has a fairly good relationship with he's, him as well. He's cerebral in his own right, I've heard. Exactly. <laughs> and the reaction backstage is said to be pretty positive with talent excited at the prospect of a new energy for creative. But we're ultimately surprised, as obviously as we all were, as we all believe Vince would be running the company till his dying days. Um, did, you, did you hear about what he said about, his, about Shane? It said that he Ooh. said that Vince had said in a meeting, I think, as long as he is running the company, Shane will never, ever get another pop in WWE. You said another pop? Yes. Like crowd, it, crowd pop. So if like, Shane ever comes back, he's always going to make him a heel. Basically. No, I'm I'm thinking he's saying that he's never like he's as long as I'm running this company, he's not. Co- this is this is in reference to the shit that happened with the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's like. As long as I'm here, he ain't coming back here, kind of thing. Got you. Okay. No oh. special appearances. No hell in a cell matches. <laughs> you can't. There's nothing high enough that you could jump off this time, Shane. Yeah, yeah. Take take away the money maker for us. <laughs> that does sound like him. Yeah. Let, let me just neuter you down he said, real quick. There yeah. goes the money. 
man. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, and, and so like you know, it, it, there's been some interesting uh, reactions on the AEW side with this. Tony Khan jokingly tweeting out, you know, thank you wrestling fans for the great support. That I'm grateful stupid. to be the longest tenured CEO in pro wrestling. That was a bad move. Yeah, but CM Punk, people actually thought it was funny, which I was surprised. But uh, CM Punk, he actually cut a little deeper said uh you think the culture there changes at all it is what it is you think because he tweeted i'm retired he's not going to be hands-on and then he actually touted uh sasha and naomi for walking out saying they had bigger balls than everyone there but you know i think he's speaking as a fellow person who took the ball and went home well, when well, they did, knew did you what, uh, what its worth was you know did you um hear that supposedly that when you look, I think because there's an investigation with uh, with the SEC. Yeah, I was just or, gonna, I was bringing that up too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, like uh, there was like I think when the first story hit, there was like a three point four uh, decrease in shares, and then another two percent after the the second story hit, and it's basically stemming from the five percent uh, decrease, I guess, in shares is what prompted the uh, the investigation. So. Well, yeah, what I what I was going to refer to is the fact that um, it doesn't say that Vince is retired on paperwork. It says that he's resigned. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So it's one of those things where he's still listed, but as I don't know if it's inactive or what, but resigned is a very interesting way yeah. you know, to put it. I will say. I will say, though, talents have begun to speculate that the 10-year WWE producer Kevin Dunn will be ousted next from the company. And despite zero confirmation of this, Fightful has since pointed out how those same talents who have predicted uh, this also predicted the uh, exit of Laurinaitis. And obviously they were right about that. And, uh, yeah, it's it's said just because I had the same um, report on that. It said mm -hmm. that specifically talent were said to be worried about having to request time off from the person who's also in charge of booking. Mm. So. Yeah, that's tough. And now I know you said you had some, uh, uh, I know Triple H recently, you know, with Well, him. two back-to-back. -back. I mean, first he gets moved into what? He's the new head, uh, of, head, head of talent relations first. Oh, is that, wait, Triple now, H? Oh, yeah, I, I, I was, thought Bruce Pritchard took that over. Uh, well, the first thing I saw was he was the new, he was named the new head of talent relations Hmm. And then it's the next day it said he was the head of creative. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know, I mean, that, unless maybe they somebody fucked it up or I don't know. I've Which never wouldn't seen be it. the first time. Yeah, I've never oh, seen yeah. it back to back. And I was like, wow, this is okay. Because I remember even I think we saw it in the chat. And I said, yeah, they reported this yesterday. When I was like, oh, wait, that's his head of creative. And I'm like, wait, that's not what they said yesterday. You know what I mean? Uh, when, oh, okay. That, yeah. So, that's the biggest thing I've seen is head of creative. I didn't realize he had both crowns. I kind of want to Google that now. But go ahead. Yeah, it says, uh, well, he says he's the EV, he's the, in oh, so Pritchard is the interim EVP, so maybe Triple H was named. Let me see, Levesque would be replacing Pritchard in the role of EVP. It was announced Friday morning that Levesque, would, yeah, that's what it says. Oh, wow. So those same, it says those same concerns could potentially still apply. Again, got to. Because, again, he, he, he got, I guess that, you know, confirmation he has both positions now. But um, Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, but uh, like you said, he did get the you know the new I guess crown in town. He's the sheriff. You know what I mean? And um, I guess there was a, a meeting because obviously he his first day on the job was to go home before SummerSlam. Yeah, and I did hear that that show basically was mostly what yeah you're right confirmed as new WWE head of talent relations six days ago. Um, I, I heard that that show was basically exactly as written because that was the last thing Vince re uh, wrote a week ago. Like mm -hmm. he wrote a week in advance, so I heard it Run wasn't shit much about different. A week ago, <laughs> but so I heard, I heard it wasn't much different than what was expected, basically. Okay. So that, if anyone expected a big change in programming and didn't get yeah. it, that's well, why well, everyone like I saw someone say something about like I guess Montez 
had color on on Monday. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. But you're like, oh man, Triple H's first day on the job, and they're like, uh, it, I forgot. It was this meme where it was like Cody Rhodes waiting to come back so he can he can get blood now on TV on, oh, a, on a weekly basis. I was like, damn. I'm like, yeah, y'all, y'all uh, low key were ODing every every week uh, yeah, over there real. in the in the Elite Club, but. Uh, it said that there was a meeting that he held before Raw. Uh, those present expressed that the meeting, uh, quote, went well, really well. There's a lot of optimism, again, surrounding the change in creative. Uh, this mirrors what was reported earlier today uh, when it was noted that there was a, quote, general excitement about Triple H's repla- uh, placement, uh, I should say, amongst talent, many of whom worked near him during his tenure uh, running NXT between, you know, uh, 2012 and 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, an emphasis on transparency was also brought up by the EVP of Talent Relations and the head of creative. Uh, Triple H, as he understand, uh, or he, as he understood that some didn't feel that quote had existed under the previous regime. Mm. Um, as far as this I whole, see that, yeah. yeah. Uh, the goal is to maintain an open line of communication between the talent and those in positions of power, like Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and Nick Khan. It's added that Triple H brought up how he wants quote work to be fun going forward and intends to facilitate an environment where you were saying where that's possible. Uh, over the general consensus from the meeting is it was a positive way to kick off the new era in the company, and they're calling it a new era. So, oh okay, yeah, man. And I, I mean, it, it's I will say this: it, it is kind of uh, I I won't say ironic, but it, it's crazy flat out in general that Vince Man has dude, has you I, know I, I, I guess voluntarily this, it seems like retired from his company. I think I think, I think he had no choice because he knew he was going to further embarrass the company at, at a certain yeah, point. You and, know and, I mean? and I know he has majority shares too. Is what's crazy. So there had to be some sort of deal reached. I'm sure. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure. But yeah. I, I think uh, what's kind of making it crazy is back in December of 2021, there was a document filed that included this uh, in the, uh, by WWE. It said the loss of Mr. McMahon could have a material adverse effect on our ability to, cre- to create popular characters and creative storylines or, or could otherwise adversely affect our operating results. But it's, then it's crazy. And then this happens, you know, seven months down the line after this is written. It's kind of a little bit yeah, that, weird, you so know what I mean? So they knew something was... Because uh, what I'm going to say to and that then is... It, and then you look at it, it's like a new energy. You know, I heard the stock has risen a bit, you know what I mean, That after that happened. Because so they, they probably see fan interest is up. And then I heard that money yeah. at Raw viewership was up because they're like, oh, it's the new... Everyone's watching expecting something to be, you know, happening and shit like that. But I don't know. It's like, for me, it's like... It, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's it, the the whole thing. Is, it just feels like we're in a, a a different reality, right? Like, who who would who would have thought, right? Like, yeah, all, all this would be going down, but man, yeah. and not to stack the mud on Vince, but I just felt the need to kind of tag this on because I know we talked about this in a trios chat, but uh, recently Paul London, former WWE talent, was uh, a guest on the Cafe yeah, de I, Renee I, podcast. I actually had some details on this. A little, gr- I don't want to say gruesome, but it's fucked. But yeah, I don't know yeah. if you wanna, how far and, you want to go. But. Yeah, I mean, he, he basically shared a story about the late Ashley Massaro uh, who had shared with him that she was being harassed by Vince, uh, you know, and I do have the quote on that uh, where he says, I do remember specifically many times where she would be crying to me because Vince was pro- uh, propositioning her to fly on the jet with them. Kevin Dunn, Bucktooth Bucky, would be telling her that she has to fly on the jet with them. Every now and then they'd always put the divas up at like the TV hotel or whatever. He'd be knocking on her door and trying to get her to answer, which sounds well, creepy so, as hell. So more uh, details on that jet thing. I guess mm-hmm. what would happen is they would have people assigned to different jets, right? And then all yeah. of a sudden last minute they'd switch people's tickets around. All of a sudden, all the because all the divas would be on one jet, 
or all the divas and like some of the boys would be on one jet, and then it'd be all the the office people on their on the a different jet. Last hilarious, minute, man. yeah, last last minute, everyone else is going to a different jet. She's like, "Well, what's going on?" They're like, "Oh, they moved to a different jet." So she's like, "All right, I'm just gonna," you know, she she hadn't got to move. No one said that to her, so she's going on the same jet she's going on, and then all of a sudden, Buck Tooth Billy, or, or yeah. you know what I mean? Mm. He comes out uh, talking about, "Oh no, you're gonna be on on this plane." And when the plane, it was the she was the only woman. On a plane with all the office people, like eleven office people yeah, on there. Yeah, nah, bro. And he and he he was like telling her like, no, you you're you're on this jet. He's like, no, I'm riding this jet. He's like, no, you're going to be on this jet, type shit. And one of those phone calls is her calling him from the fucking airport, uh, fucking phone, crying like, what do I do? How do I get out of this? How do I say no without getting fired? Yeah, Man, Man, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah. dude. Well, London uh, also added that Massaro had never publicly accused or confronted McMahon, uh, but he did know an affidavit emerged shortly after her death, alleging Vince covered up a sexual assault that, you know, if you guys remember, she did suffer at the hands of the U.S. military, and uh, it also urged Massaro to do the same at the time, which, you know, uh, no doubt had a hand in, I'm sure, the years after and her demise, you know. Unfortunately, um, yeah, yeah very, very unfortunate. But, um, yeah, man, uh, Vincent, man, gone from WWE. Crazy to say. Um, there's probably going to be a lot more news falling out from that as we go on. And stemming from that, uh, someone who didn't accept the news very well was uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, apparently, there was a report uh, by Brian Alvarez uh, that Brock – left uh, SmackDown pissed off at the news of Vince's departure. It's just something to the effect of, if he's gone, I'm gone. Uh, per Fightful Select, uh, SmackDown plans were then altered as Lesnar went from being the scheduled focal point of the night to being written out the show entirely. Uh, Cultaholic had said that WWE officials were prepared to make overtures to bring in Goldberg to replace Lesnar in case his scheduled match at Which SummerSlam. Like, it's with, not uh, the same, bro. No, it's not. It's Against not, uh, Roman Reigns fell through as a result of uh, his absence, uh, but they were able to get Brock to return to the arena uh, while SmackDown had already gone on air. Uh, his mood was said to be much better as they talked things out until things blew over. Uh, you know, they suggested uh, the situation was overblown, but uh, they admit there was uh, at least a little bit of legitimate concerns whether he would return or not. Uh, man, that came out of nowhere. Sorry, guys. We got the uh, someone they got jackhammer. Got, the, so, men at, <laughs> got the men at work over here yeah, across the street yeah, trying yeah. to crank out another hit after 30 years for some reason. I, I, can't, I can't tell if it's my neighbors or. Okay, well, just bear with us. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean, he did appear at the end in the end It's Goldberg segment. and the Jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going yeah, on. Overtures, yeah, overtures. Uh, but no, nah, Lesnar did show up in the uh, uh, last segment, though, uh, to uh, obviously confront theory and, you know, everything was all good. So Yeah, but I'm just, you know, different, uh, different energies. Yeah. For different... I mean, yeah, it's talent. It's weird. Yeah, we were just talking off off mic too. How it's like, yeah, they say, oh, because it's like, oh, you know, it's like he's like a father to him, but it's also like uh, the father aren't, aren't, that tried to fuck your wife. Yeah, it's like <laughs> before she was your wife, but you know she wants to do some shit. Before he was your father, he's like, I don't give a fuck. She got some money at them fucks. Before, before, <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> but but before he was your father, he was your Eskimo brother. Mm. Mm. He's like. Where's that Mark? Where's that Mark Mero at? <laughs> Johnny be bad, huh? Mero's like, I tried to warn you. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Um, 
But uh, I think we had, well, we had uh, injury updates. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, a few uh, other things uh, just in the realm of people being upset. We also uh, we oh. have injury updates. We also have some release updates. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true, yeah, true. It seems that Jonathan Gresham. Oh, yeah. This is the, probably the second biggest story you're up. Yeah yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, you guys know Ring of Honor. They had their Death Before Dishonor event yep, this past yep. Saturday. Great show, uh, too. Yeah, great show. Stack. Great watch. Yeah. Uh, I implore you, if you missed anything, check out the highlights on my uh, TikTok, on, yeah. on uh, you know, my, my Instagram, which think, you guys, I, you know, stay tuned. I think, tuned, yeah, you, know? you can find it out. They believe it got tagged on the uh, the Quincy Jones show yeah, uh, sure, yeah. account as well. So. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead and check that out. But, uh, yeah, man, you know, he had uh, this title match with Claudio Castagnoli, but it's being said that uh, hours ahead of the event, he did request uh, his release from AEW slash ROH. Now, uh, it's being said that when he was venting his frustrations with TK, uh, he cussed him out, uh, citing uh, lack of communication mm. as, as a uh, uh, big uh, reason, you know, heading uh, from management heading into the pay-per-view as well. He, he felt disrespected by the lack of time that uh, the match was given. I also know, felt, and, I heard that it was the disrespect uh, that he felt because he, again, in, in, in hand in hand with the lack of communication, he was asking for a meeting, mm-hmm. but wasn't granted one until like, I think a few hours before the show. Yeah, exactly. You know what so, I mean? Shit like that where he's just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? and, and you guys might have noticed uh, two things. One, that he was not flanked by Tully Blanchard, who also seems to be uh, as fightful has been told, quote unquote, effectively done with the company uh, as well. I won't say as well because I, I have not heard if... Gresham has been granted his release yet. Nothing's been confirmed. But Tully was not there, as you saw that Prince Nana was actually there out at ringside for his title match. I want to say that he did, but uh, who knows? You know, saying he purchased Tully Blanchard Enterprises and then rebranded it his uh, old stable from 2004, the Embassy. So I guess they're going to be the Embassy heading forward. So uh, that's kind of what uh, sort of explains his absence. It was said he, uh, uh, Tully, I should say, attended a uh, prison ministry group instead of being at the event that day. Fear so, the revelation. But it's being said, yeah, uh, not to expect them to be on TV uh, of any sort for ROH or AEW uh, for the foreseeable future. But I can't confirm if he made a decision to leave or if it's t- uh, Tony Khan not extending his contract deal. So uh, we'll see if we can get some more info on that. But uh, so, yeah, Gresham did not come out with his usual management. You know what I'm saying? But he also came out, if you notice, without his traditional mask and his coat. And that coupled with, uh, I believe he deleted his Twitter account after losing to Claudio. Uh, I mean, I was, congratulations to him. Uh, more Probably gold. I, for, I, I feel like they had a. I, didn't, I don't think they had a. Uh, that enough time. I feel like there was a pretty. Good I felt like it could have maybe had ten more minutes because I think they were really pushing on that who's the better technical wrestler thing, you know. And I don't think we got as much technical stalemates as we yeah, would have it wasn't liked, as long I mean? as him and, and saber jr for sure is that yeah for sure Exa- yeah exactly so but uh yeah i mean those close to him believe that after this month he's going to be done with pro wrestling uh for the foreseeable future which that would be a shame but uh we'll you know see if we can get more on that as uh you know as news you know how this wrestling news turns out you know what i'm saying so but uh yeah injuries uh, I was just going to say CM Punk, uh, he was recently at the San Diego Comic-Con, revealed the fans, the, you know, kind of clarified his injury that he not only broke his foot, but shattered it as well. And uh, there is no timetable in place right Stu now. Stu wrestling with a shattered <laughs> Right. Because uh, apparently he's relearning to walk currently. Uh, you know, and Jesus. TK, he was there. He also had commented, you know, his rehab is, uh, seems to be going well. And, uh, you know, that it, he doesn't want to rule out Labor Day, which would be, of course, all-out weekend. But, um, you know, he's not putting pressure. He doesn't want to over-announce anything, especially on behalf of someone else's uh, rehab of a serious injury. So, But uh, he, seemed, he says that CM Punk seems to be getting on track. 
track in terms of his uh, rehabilitation from his injury. So, but uh, that yeah, I found that to be interesting. Um, did, did you did you have something? Uh, no. Um, as far as releases, well, I, I guess the only thing is, uh, I guess people were. You know, again, with the fantasy booking of, like, trying to figure out, oh, man, it's just opening a door or some sort of mm-hmm. portal from AEW talent to either try to get a shot at WWE or going or to return back. Mm-hmm. Knowing that there's a different regime over there, knowing that there's a Triple H back there, knowing there's guys in AEW who work closely with them in NXT. Yeah. One of those names being hot on the press is being, you know, uh, who we haven't seen in a while, but. You know, we'll hear more about him later. Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tony Khan had said that he is signed uh, with AEW up until, I believe, 2027. So oh, okay. He's locked down, baby. Yeah, well, also, uh, to add to some contractual stuff, you know, Santana, um, he's kind of been making tweets for a little bit, uh, kind of alluding to his unhappiness with AEW. And we've already kind of reported on, like, the assumed heat between him and his partner, which kind of originated with uh, SRS after noticing some things. I guess them not tagging since February, etc. Conan has since confirmed the heat on his uh, podcast as well. Uh, but uh, I wanted to actually uh, update more on his injury. We saw him go down with a leg injury, yeah, uh, like in blood and guts within like minutes, dude. That was yeah. brutal, yeah, definitely. And it's uh, I found out it's an ACL tear, mm. and it's being expected eight to twelve months until uh, he can come back if he comes back. But um, you know, he had to go to Puerto Rico to uh, relinquish his LAWE world title, uh, and it was seen on crutches. So, uh, but you know, it has I don't think it's been reported he's gone in for surgery just yet. So that'd be interesting to, uh, to hear uh, how his uh, you know process will go from there. Yeah, um, definitely. Because yeah. uh, I'm wondering how that's going to work if uh, the injury takes him out past the expiration of his contract. How you know we know how it is how it works with WWE when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, they might freeze it and have you make up the time or whatever. I don't know how it is with the contracts in AEW, so I'm interested to see how that's going to happen. But yeah, he definitely. obviously doesn't want to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, I don't say obviously, but that's what's being implied with his own tweets and what we've been hearing. Mm-hmm. Like you said, what's been confirmed with Conan. But, I mean, on top of everything else, I do wish him well. I want him to be healthy, man. Um, it's just unfortunate what's going on. And I know we're not in the mix. It's not our business. Yeah. So he could be right and we could be wrong or, you know, whatever. But from just a fan standpoint, um, I hope they can, you know, make some work down the line or yeah, because there's a lot of dream matches I feel or, or great it's, matches it's, it's, that it's are selfish, left on the right? table but, and, but just, and, and yeah. But it seems like well, why didn't they give them to this? Like they're kind of busy, low key playing second fiddle for a lot of Jericho's main, you know, like uh, programs. Yeah, and, I, I don't know if yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it could be something that's not even related to the business side of things. In the company they yeah. work for, it could be something personal or something. I mean, I mean, it's just weird because after so long of tagging together, yeah, it is. Because besides the parking lot brawl, they didn't really have a lot of big moments. I mean, the you only big I mean? moments they had is when they power bombed the Bucks through the through the stage. Yeah, that. You know and, what I mean? And, and I think once they came back and they were in a tag team battle royal, they had a really good pop. Yeah, but they didn't capitalize on it, and then yeah, you didn't the, see them tag. There was anymore. a lot of times where they they booked them strong looking, and then it just it just kind of had a fall off. Yeah, you know what I mean. So Definitely. I don't know. And then it wasn't like they weren't. Obviously, Santana has some stuff going on, like family deaths and stuff yeah, that we reported right, yeah. here on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not anything that we're, uh, you know, so that's not anything that we're touching on, uh, you know, that that's out of bounds or whatever. But um, it was, I said it to say, there's not a lot of times that they were unavailable to be used on the show. Yeah, 
They Definitely. just weren't in matches. Exactly. They'd be in segments, but not matches. How many town hall fucking meetings they had? Yeah, yeah, seriously. All yeah, this yeah, shit. yeah. But exactly. anyways, man. Um, Speaking of good tag teams, uh, one last injury update would be Big uh, Biggie. You know, member of the New Day. Uh, I know recently. Uh, he kind of updated everyone on his neck injury. Uh, yeah, he actually took off his neck brace and threw it in the trash in a video. Uh, and uh, I think a fan, super fan as they call it, I can't remember the name, had uh, reached out and, you know, asked how things are going. And he sent him a video of him, like, wiggling his head kind of like D-Lo style. Like, you know, <laughs> like, look at the move, look at the move. Man, like, you, you know, watch out, dude. Yeah, yeah, so. But, uh, yeah, it seems like uh, things are going well. It doesn't seem like he's going to need any uh, risky surgery after all. So uh, it will be great to see um, – how the rest of his journey goes, man, for I'm, sure. Imagine uh, Joel, uh, uh, Joel Gertner comes and pulls the neck out, out of the trash can like Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Especially because they, they can both do the swivel. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyways, man. Yeah, and the last thing I was going to bring up, uh, you know, uh, Marl Ronaldo is a name that a lot of Mama people mia. Yeah, people appreciate his commentary. I know I did during his uh, – all tenures in NXT, regardless of what led to him leaving and whatnot. But uh, there's I, so it, many he would land right now. He's doing some straightening, man. Dude, <laughs> what was it? He, there was ones he would just knock out the park with yeah, uh, Gargano. More heart than Valentine's Day. Well, and, see, but there would be uh, ones where he's like, he, he would quote like diss tracks that only certain demo part yeah, of the demo understands yeah. what's going on. They're like, what? What is he talking? Yeah, about? I, he to me, I, I really appreciate his commentary style. Spitting hot fire like Nicki Minaj to Cardi B. Yeah, yeah. He's very topical as well. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But uh, yeah, you know, uh, he w- he was uh, utilized by Impact Wrestling when we saw Kenny yeah, Omega yeah, the, and uh, Ritzwan. Champion versus champion. Yeah, title, yeah, yeah, yeah. title versus title. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like I, it's the same, but you know, sometimes, no, once for the lo- yeah, ones on the line, ones, ones not. not exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, but he was used for that. But you know, we didn't really see him on AEW or used for uh, Impact uh, any any time after that. But I guess a fan recently uh, went to Twitter, asked him, "Hey, uh, would you be open to working with AEW?" And he responded, uh, "You know." There has been a conversation with his management sometime back, but it seems that that phrase sometime back uh, kind of alludes to maybe a deal was not agreed upon by both parties at the time. Uh, but it seems like maybe the lines of communication are still open for some sort of opportunity uh, down the line. We'll see. Or the communication has been poor, like everyone else has been yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, to, you exactly, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Or on the other side, he could just be busy with other obligations because he gets to pick and choose what he wants to do. Very true. So maybe that's why it's been a while. I know he's doing uh, MMA for for quite a while. I mean, too, and, and so. that's but the boxing and stuff too has been his bread, his butter, uh, bread and butter for a while. But you know what? I wouldn't be mad if they wanted to put him in, uh, on like an NWA. Yeah, no, dude, that would be sick. I think that would yeah. be pretty good, especially because, you know, Barrett was there, but now they got him on an NXT. <laughs> yeah. um, now he's out here just borrowing uh, uh, 90s lyrics and using them in Oh, real him Oh, him and Vic, they did one uh, so heinous the other week, I just didn't even bother mentioning it. Cause I was like, <laughs> and I can't remember it now, and I'm glad, but it was just like, I can't. Because I was like, I'm going to waste two minutes describing this whole bit, and, and which I'm doing now. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, let's just keep going with the news. Yep, yep. Let's keep on going with the news. I feel, oh, that, that's all I got. That's all you got? Yes, sir. Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, don't know why I felt like we had more. No. Nah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we talked about Vince. We had the uh, – I know we had injury updates, release news. Uh, and then, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I had something on – on. Oh, wait. You didn't talk about uh, Cody. Oh, you're right. Yeah, there was an update on Cody. You're right. Um, it's very short. He yeah, did boy. recently uh, win an SB for uh, was the best WWE moment uh, for his return at WrestleMania 38. Uh, what? It should have been fucking 
that that hell in the cell or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Stack them, my boy. Yeah. Who knows when the, when the ballot started? You know what I'm saying? So, but uh, it should be noted though uh, that he walked the red carpet with his wife Brandy um, ahead of the event and was not seen wearing a sling of any kind, uh, which leads people to believe maybe a speedy recovery is ahead for him and his torn pectorals. So uh, we'll see what's going on because I know. Recently, uh, Seth Rollins' uh, opponent in Riddle has uh, gone down with an injury, which I've learned is kayfabe. And I know he was airing it out in a kind of a babyface way on Twitter, which was interesting. Uh, and Triple H coming through with the I hear ya, which kind of <laughs> teases, uh, uh, oh, do you have someone in mind? And so it makes me wonder, like, could it be, uh, uh, you know, a, a surprise? I mean, I know you were saying how they just did that at Mania. Anyway, I mean, you know, well, with, with, with Cody, and yeah, that, right. And then so, so we're just gonna do a replay. Like, but he I wasn't did, ready. But I didn't he, know how to. Be, uh, but he did write him off on the the TV after Hell in a Cell, right? Like, yeah, that's very true. So, um, or maybe it's Randy. I just remembered uh, you were talking about uh, you know people coming up and getting their uh, recovery on and and coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. Um, worth noting. Um, long, long, as they called it, long-term storytelling. Uh, yeah. Rhea Ripley back. She came, showed up on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, she came back in a segment where, you know, I don't know if you know that they've been trying to recruit Dominic in the, uh, the, the Judgment Day. It seems interesting. And then, like, I guess Aaliyah popped her head back in for, you know, get a little quick, quick couple bucks, you know what I mean? Get a little on, you know, get her sack card filled, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she choked he her out. sack card. Oh, you got to follow. I'll talk a little fast if you listen a little bit. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, she, she choked her out, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so she came back, but everyone was saying it was uh, long-term storytelling because who she used to go out with? Buddy Matthews. Who's going out with Buddy Matthews now? Ray Ripley. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't uh, know you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. That's really funny. They're mates, mate. Oh, uh, man. That's crazy. I was, I was I was, about to squelch into Matthews joke, and I said, nah, that's low brow. <laughs> and then it was <laughs> like, then oh, I came in. yeah, I had no idea the, the, like the degree of separation. Uh, but, yeah, we actually um, we, we got a uh, update on, on uh, herself uh, as far as what happened, because I think before we had reported it was like some brain-tooth combination injury. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was just you know, but the, the ongoing injury may have something to do with the previous mishap that required her to get dental work done. Um, she posted pictures on June eighth showing a metal wire that appears to be holding her front teeth in place, caused by a knee that stiffly collapsed. Oh, so she got stiff. Ooh, I wonder who that was. Receipt. Ooh, okay, yeah. So she oh, so she had to get like the out oh, like the actual metal wiring like. Uh, hey guys, like the braces without the bra- the the the, yeah. the brackets on it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but yeah. Uh, it seems like she's, she's good. I mean, um, it says that uh, unable to compete during injury. Judge, uh, I don't know. It just it doesn't really specify what happened, but uh, she's obviously uh, you know been able to get you know everything dealt with, which especially when you say brain and tooth, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? It does. I mean, brain by itself sounds crazy. <laughs> brain is great. Yeah, man. But uh, you know, that's all I got. All the news I got, sir. All right. Well, I guess it's about that time for me to. Um, Bravely, might I add. I keep um, wanting to do haters and busts, but you said it's no more, so um you've robbed could, me. I could any, be wrong. You've robbed me of anything know. I can grasp onto. I mean, <laughs> I need he's like, I need something to relate to. You imagine well, uh like Shawn Michaels is in the back of NXT offices just like because he probably sleeps there. Um and then he's like, <laughs> What? Trip's got a he got his job back. He's like, Oh, I can't wait till Trips comes and then he just never shows up. He's yeah, just he, like, he's just waiting up. He's gonna come back, I know it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Haters in these buses. Shizzle, don't you want to go to sleep? It's past. It's, it's three in the morning. No, I'm waiting uh, for Hunter. I, I put out a sle- I put a sledgehammer out for Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael Pro. I, I put out some micro pro in the Katie Vick doll. Oh, no, oh, that's too far, man. Oh, Wait, he was too on, far. Come on, man. Oh, yeah? He married his wife under false pretenses. I, I went there. Well, now it's on she's, film. Now she's co-CEO, and he's in a good spot. So it Must be nice. I would love must... to get drugged and wake up rich. Wouldn't we? Oh, no, it's funny. <laughs> he said, wouldn't. I was also going, wouldn't we? Oh, no. Nah, but uh, no, nah, let's go ahead and uh, you get the spray cans out, y'all. <laughs> Blank canvas, you know what I'm saying? Nah, ain't no spray cans. This is over here on some paint-by-number shit. But anyways, <laughs> we open the night with a Zoe Stark promo. She talks about how uh, at, uh, I forgot what the event was. Was it New Year's Evil or was it, uh, it was that, that triple threat ladder match. I can't remember. Maybe it was um in your house. Maybe it was in your house. I'll look it up right now. Please, thank you. Yeah, J- Jamie, you. if you could bring that up, Jamie. <laughs> um, Jamie, bring it up. Play it. Play it. Oh, run it back. Run Turn it up. Turn it up. <laughs> I can't hear banging it. it. Banging it. Uh, but uh, she tore the ACL and her MCL completely off the bone. Doctor said she'd be gone for over a year, but she knew deep down that she could beat that timetable, so she went to work the day after surgery. She talked about uh, the insecurities that went on in her head. Uh, you know, will the crowd even remember her? Will they even care? Said that uh, she lived in a training room and busted her ass to come back four months ahead of schedule. Uh, says the sound of the crowd reacting to her music hitting in the Battle Royal last week made every grueling moment during her recovery worth it as she thanks all her fans. Then Cora Jade pops up on the bird's nest uh, area thingy. Oh, okay. Interrupts her, of course, because that's all it is, is interruptions. Uh, complains about not being the number one contender because she, if you remember, she was the last one in the Battle Royal. She, like, you know, hid and then tried yeah, to that's right. sneak her mm-hmm. and then she got snuck and then stuck. And if it's up, then it's stuck. And it's stuck. And it's and stuck. And Jade sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> skateboard is yuck. Yup. <sighs> Complains about not being number one contender, saying Zoe stole her moment from her when she eliminated her in the Battle Royal. Zoe takes umbrage with Cora for throwing the woman's tag belt, if you remember, in the trash can. Mm-hmm. The Basura. Uh, 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 you know, toxic, toxic attraction comes out now to interrupt. Um, of course, because again, it's the, the land of interruptions. Uh, Mandy talks about becoming oh, the it was, fourth uh, Halloween Havoc. Thank you. Yeah, scare away to hell. Oh, <laughs> did they really? Call, speaking of which, they stole a, something else from from ECW, and I'll let you know. Uh, Mandy talks about becoming the fourth longest running uh, NXT Women's Champion as she like name dropped. I think it was like Raquel. Who she say? Raquel Page. I think she just knocked off Page. Oh, okay. Shit. Um, I can't. Uh, I hear real facts. Who huh? were the other two? I can't remember the other. Oh, Bailey was one. I think Charlotte was the other one. But she hasn't oh, okay. beat them. She's just in in the same group now because she made it to number four spot. You know what I mean? So okay. Anyways. Anywho, she tells you know she talks about that. Tells Zoe to put respect in her name. So he says, all right, you can put respect on your, on your name by putting uh, the title on the line against me tonight. But uh, Gigi Dolan, with her rose, steps up instead and vows to put her back on the injured reserve. Ouch. Yeah. Yas, queen. <laughs> uh, next, we had Grayson Waller versus Wesley. Um, it was funny because he had this pre-match promo that was weird. He kept saying, like, uh, it's been a minute since you've seen uh, Grayson Waller. You guys are all on, all on your, I'm talking to you out there on, on watching me at home. Get off your phones. That little hoe's not going to respond. I'm like, did he just say that little hoe's not going to respond to you? That's crazy. Because they're in my DMs. I'm like, 
Oh, I didn't even know. Okay. I, I was like, look, I didn't even know Aussies even called them hoes. Yeah, like, you know yeah, what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah, we call them Jawies. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? Yeah, because they got the little pouches. Came up, what do you guys call Joey's over here? We call it Joey. Hells. We call it Joey Hoppin'. Yeah, <laughs> Anyways, uh, about a ten minute match with Wes Lee using his speed and a quick offense to outwit Waller. However, Waller using his ring psychology to break down again. We're talking about the ring psychology again, giving mm-hmm. him his props. Uh, and uh, to dominate Wesley most of the match, doing what he can to slow down the uh, the momentum and uh, add the element that Wesley's wife is actually shown sitting in front row in the crowd. Uh, so Waller, of course, would uh, you know add insult to injury at certain points of the match. Uh, finish, though, comes when Wes goes to the top rope for a dive, but Waller pushes him off as he crashes to the outside of the ring near the barricade. Uh, Wesley stands up. You know, he's groggy, but he stands up in front of that, that crowd barricade and a hooded member of the audience who has, like, a hood on, a hat, and he has, like, his shirt pulled up over his face. Okay. Rises slowly, and you just see he has boxing gloves on, and he punches Wes in the back of the head and knocks, you know, basically knocks him out from behind. And then just like, and I'm like, oh, okay, so that's trick. That's what I was saying. <laughs> because right. I don't know if he had that match where he was. Oh on that, yeah, yeah, he was acting like a boxer. Okay. Because remember, he also had the the he had the um what was it the uh, the 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 alcohol the the rubbing alcohol. Oh yeah, remember? That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, this is fool, right? So uh, the punch, you know, lands in the crowd. The crowd starts, uh, or the ref starts counting Wes out until he, you know, magically hops back in at nine point five, just to walk into the tumbling stunner by Grayson Walla for the win. Nice. It, it, <laughs> it nice. is. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a dope finish. Uh, uh, I, it's, it happens all the time, though. You know what yeah, I mean? It's no, always I yeah. Uh, Schism again. I gotta get used to this. <sighs> Backstage that is interview. The name. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. You know what? I, I'll show you this picture of them. Um, and you know, again, I was trying to explain to you. Yeah, you talking about the the cane eye, dude? Contact. Like like yeah. I took this screenshot during this promo just so you can see it. I'm gonna send it to you, and you're gonna be like, "What the fuck, <laughs> yo? This looks like even James Drake because he he has the same hair but no no facial hair. It's, it's just so like, weird. oh yeah, man, these guys they're cleanly shaved. Yeah, these guys look kind of weird. Like you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, but anyways, Jagger Reed, aka James Drake, says that their past is casted. Uh, oh, because they're asked about you know you know their Jagger. What they were doing before, like, it, it, yeah, we we used to have a lot of good days, but a lot of good days, a lot of a lot of chicken strips, yeah, yeah, little chips, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jagger Reed, uh, aka James Drake, says that their past is a casted shadow on our souls, but we've stepped into the light and we could see and reach a potential we never knew existed. Uh, Rip Fowler, FKA. Zach Gibson yeah. says that they have crossed over to a road of acceptance and inclusion in a community where we can truly be recognized. Gacy comments on his recent interest in Cameron Grimes as he basically says, despite the losses and him losing championships, he thinks Grimes is missing out on a father figure and says he just has to opens, uh, open his heart out mm-hmm. to allow him to be that role model for him. I see. I was like, blood. I mean... Ask me? Nah, I ain't asking nobody to be no my my daddy, bro. I'm just, I mean, not my age. I, I mean, I'm saying this dude the same age as me. Talking about, yeah, I need. I mean, I guess, I guess you're supposed <sighs> to be deluded and like this cult leader type of thing. And I know, I think you were talking about uh, come lay under the schism tree or whatever it is, like which is cool. But I felt like Raven ain't never told nobody. Let me be your daddy. <laughs> you Quote, the schism. Quote the schism. Quote the Eddie Warbucks. You know what I mean? He just said, join the flock, motherfucker. We're going to jump you every Quote week. Quote the schism. I'm your daddy. Yeah, man. Uh, anyways, Paula Cruz versus Zion Quinn finally after all the jaw jacking. 
Uh, the two start the match off quick with Cruz getting the better of Quinn early with a top uh, Tope Atomico, I'm sorry, um, nice. Eddie Eddie Kingston style and a big old scoop slam. Quinn hits a northern lariat if you know you know behind the back of Cruz's Me and neck. Eddie Guerrero style. Uh, what? what? Uh, the Tope Atomico. Yeah, that's what I said. You said Eddie Kingston style. I said Kingston. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you. No, I said. I, Sam- I started thinking. I was like, has he ever done that? First of all, <laughs> I probably said Sammy Guevara because I get him so mixed up all the time. All the time. By God, <laughs> Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> so Eddie Guerrero uh, style. Yeah, my bad. All right. Yep. yep. Northern Marriott. All right. All takes right. him out behind the neck. Change of pace in the match. We got Quinn controlling the match now. Big hanging vertical suplex on Cruz. Cruz finally stringing some. Offense together with the jumping into Guri, a pair of lariats, plus a signature jumping clothesline off the rebound, if you know, you know. Yep. Stinger splash plus a short arm lariat uh, out of the corner for a near fall. You got Cruz climbing to the top rope. He hits a diving crossbody, which I think uh, Quinn was supposed to roll through with him oh, and okay. deadlift him into a Samoan drop because, like, he hits the crossbody. But, like, the landing was kind of weird, and both guys are just both on the ground, like, slow to move. After the landing, as if they missed the spot. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then when they both finally get to their feet, Zion just oddly has the advantage again, and he just hits the Samoan drop, Mag Daddy style with the tormentum twist. If you know. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay. Quinn calls for the uh, the running forearm smash on Cruz, but he counters into another jumping Enzu before hitting a backstabber, and then his version of that Bobby Lashley spinebuster for the win. Which I'm like, oh okay. I guess that's what you're using. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Solo Sequoia. I uh, had a little pre-tape. He was commenting on that uh, attack uh, from Von Wagner. He says, I'll, I'll get yeah, – yeah, Hey. Solo. <laughs> I'll give it to you. You can scrap. You can go. But you can't do it straight up. You had to jump me from the back. Pause. Pause. If you want to throw the rules out of the window, then let's do it. Whether it's your city or my city, next week it's me and you, Von Wagner, at a false count anywhere match. Throw it down the gauntlet. Yeah, bitch. All right. No. All right. <laughs> Uh, Zoe Stark, uh, you know, she had a match with Gigi Dolan. She uh, beats her via that backflip GTS that she does. Yeah, it's just tight. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a sight to watch. I was mm-hmm. like, I haven't seen it in a while. I, I forgot what she called it. It's like the, what is it, the Z90 or something like that is what she used to call it. The, the, the Z360 or something like that. I forgot, but yeah. The Z3PO? There you go. <laughs> that sounds a lot more. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh Anyways, she also beats up JC, who's obviously there at ringside, who tried to attack her post-match as Mandy fled from the ring. But then Cora Jade attacks Zoe from behind with a kendo stick. And then after Toxic Attraction... Oh, that was after Toxic Attraction left, so she attacks her dolo. And then when she's like still attacking her, then Rox, uh, Roxanne Perez just shows up too for the save. And hmm. it's just like, why do you need two post-match attack angles at all? <laughs> That's a lot. It's two different angles, mind you. You know what I mean? Obviously, they're probably going to try to book something between, like, Zoe and Cora, where Roxanne will get, like, mixed up in it or something. Mm-hmm. And then finally, they, it's just, you know, they're just trying to put more uh, obstacles in the way of Zoe before she has her big match. Yeah, with, yeah uh, definitely. You know what I mean? But, you know, I guess. Kind of overbooked, though. But I mean, Yeah, it is because, you know, but that's because they know they can't do the same thing that they've been doing, which is like, oh, we'll just feed her to Gigi and then JC and then mm-hmm. finally the big fish. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Promo, promo in the middle. Contract signing, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Backstage tees, tees. shenanigans. Yeah. yeah for Show sure. Mandy with her, with her heels off when she's fighting. <laughs> and then we get to the match. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the same shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we got J.D. McDonough segment. This is a... Uh, I think you'd like this. He appears in the crowd with a microphone. Like, he's a part of the, uh, the crowd. I'm like, well, why would you have a microphone? You shouldn't have... You shouldn't even be there. Did mm-hmm. you, how'd you get that mic? Who gave that to you? 
because uh, he, he shows he has a ticket. Gotcha. You okay. know what I mean? He's yeah, doing yeah, that yeah. whole bit. But he has a microphone. He's slowly, like, but but deliberately introducing himself to various members of the crowd and, and the ring crew, where, like, he sees a guy, like, and each time he's leaving a piece of disturbing info with each person. Like, he sees a guy in the crowd. He's, like, talking. He's like, hey, 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 pal, you like that? Uh, you having a good time eating that popcorn? He's like, do you know how many people die from popcorn every year <laughs> in America? Jeez. He's like, you would be astounded by the number of people who just <gasps> guzzle, you say, guzzle their face and just croak dead. Jeez. But you you enjoy that, pal, and like would slap his his shoulder like shit like that. Jeez. He walked over to uh, the the uh, the timekeeper and was like, "The timekeeper, see, he's real important, real important job." You know. By the way, my name is J.D. McDonough, and see, the reason I, I I admire you what you do is because you're the guy that not only rings the bell when it's time for the uh, the the fight to happen, but you're also the man responsible for stopping the damage when it's gone too far. This is a good guy. Great job. This guy does a great job. This, you know, I'm like, yo, this guy is kind of awesome. And then he makes his way to commentary. He's like, Wade Barrett. I need to. Sh- I don't even need to introduce myself. I know who you are. I've looked up to you for a long, long time, sir. I just want to shake your hand. He's like, and he's shaking his hand. He's like, I've heard the stories, man. Like the bare knuckle uh, fights before the wrestling. Like I could tell it's taking its toll. And, he, and then uh, uh, Barrett's looking at him like, what? And he's still shaking his hand. He's like, yeah, I can feel the the calcium deposits uh, have built up on your wrist and. Uh, on on your on your knuckles there, and he's like, you know, you, you got to watch that because it kind of makes it a little bit easier for people to kind of manipulate you. And he like twists his arm. Mm. He's like, whoa, what the fuck? You oh, know what okay. I mean? He's like, yeah, you got to watch that, man. That 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 could you know that that could be a, a, a you know an issue or whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, and Vic Joseph, Vic Joseph, and he's like about to stand up to introduce. He's like, I don't know, you can sit down, you can sit down. I don't need you to stand up. Um, you said something about me and my family last week, which of course I didn't catch it yeah whatever okay he's like i didn't like what you had to say but you know what it's fine because you know what you seem like one of those guys that what are you tall scrawny look like he probably had a soft bone structure to, and he, he puts his hand like right here like uh, close to his like bone or his uh his collarbone he's like uh-huh. you probably had what uh broke quite a few bones when you were younger and he, and then he kind of didn't answer him he was like hesitant he was just like you know it's crazy because what you would know about what i know about the human body is i could just he starts squeezing the collarbones like i could just one quick angle or the wrong angle, I could just break your collarbone with one with one grip. And then he's like starts kinda like gripping down and he's like, But you don't have to worry about that, man. And he's like, let's go and like pat some you know, hard literally on the same spot. Jeez. And then like yeah, then he gets in, Yeah, and then he gets into the ring and then he's like the one last person I have to introduce my uh, myself to and it's Braun Breaker and he calls him out and you know, uh you know, they, they finally meet and then, you know, Breaker tells him, you know, next week they make it official I guess they're going to have some sort of, like, they called it the summit. And I'm like, dude, it's a fucking contract signing or whatever. It's, it's an interaction, whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's a, yeah. a weigh-in. I don't know what the fuck. But I guess this it's is... It's a war room. The, no. But this is where it gets interesting now. The the, the, the stolen IPs, but I guess Heyman's okay. Mm-hmm. As in three weeks, they will have a match for the championship at NXT Heatwave. Yeah. Wow. It's a thing. Okay. Look it up. No. Is, is, is it a... Have you seen a logo for it yet or anything? I have not. Okay, I have not, uh, and I could have could have missed it while I was taking notes. Um, I could you know looking down at the keyboard or whatever. But uh, anyways, JD interrupts him simply by snapping off a quick headbutt on Breaker, like just like he was like oh okay, and just like boom, just headbutted him. Damn, and then grabs his hand right to pull him into the short arm uh, Saito. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he breaks free and he headbutts him on his own right, and he sits him on his ass, and then he 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 like looks and he's like bleeding from his mouth. And he's like smiling with like you can see like his teeth are stained with like blood, right? Yeah, no. So 
what they fucked up on is when he calls out Breaker, I noticed this and didn't put two and two together until after the fact. I noticed that when he was waiting on Breaker and his music hit, it panned to a shot of, re- of reaction from him as his music hit. And he has his microphone in one hand down, and in his left hand, he see him reach in his pocket real quick, and he puts something in his mouth. And I'm like, oh, blood capsule. Uh-huh. At first, I'm like, did you need a mint, bro? What was that about? Right? Yeah, and I'm thinking, that was cra- weird. That's crazy. That right? And caught, then when yeah. I when I saw that was the ending, I'm like, oh, you that was, oh, bro. That's not, uh. Yeah, right? And it's like, it's not his fault. He don't know that they're going to have the camera on him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But whoever produced that, I was like, yeah, you fucked up. Damn. But yeah, that was pretty much it uh, for that that segment. Okay. Um, Sounds uh, very interesting. Yeah, he was just like looking down at him because he was like, "Give that a watch for sure." Yeah, yeah, it was. uh, It kind of I don't know. It was something about uh, last week where they had him with the dummy and all these like incision marks, and I was like, "Yo, why y'all trying to? You're doing all this stuff where you know this one girl is a finance major, and then this guy's what? He he has a whole college he's doing. So what? This guy's like a major in fucking human, uh, you know, anatomy and shit. Like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it was like. Kind of, but then with this, it was a little bit different because he was like, "I'm like, oh, this guy's kind of menacing." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah no, definitely. And ironically, you know, he's smaller in size. They're the same height. Him and um and Breaker. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed that. It's surprising. Anyways, I'm I'm gonna try to run through this, man. Uh, we got uh, Roxanne Perez backstage interview, and um she's uh basically taking umbrage with Cora J- uh, Jade's actions last week. Uh, following her throwing the NXT women's tag belt in the trash can and says that someone else agrees with me as we see a cameo from Miss Medusa herself, Alundra Blaze. Wow. Uh, she says 25 years ago she threw the women's championship in the trash can because she brings the trash can in, in the frame and she she lets uh, Roxanne pull it out of the trash can. So and, weird. and she collects both belts. And she says 25 years ago she threw the women's championship in the trash can, which kind of had this cause effect that where it took an infinite amount of time for them to crown a new women's champion. Where I'm like, you know what? I never thought about that. Mm. You know what I mean? Where because yeah, like it when you think about it, the progress a bit. Yeah, you know, because you think about it, you're like, well, why even? Why even? Fu-? You know, she threw it in the trash. Like if we crown someone with it now, like it means nothing. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. I didn't even think about it like that. You know. Uh, but says that this time won't be that way. It's not going to take that long. And she announces there's going to be a fatal four way elimination tag team champion uh, match for the titles. It's going to be Valentina Faros and Yulisa Leon okay. versus Tatum Paxley and Ivy Nile versus Caden Carter and Katana Chance versus, of course, Toxic Attraction, who always manages to squeeze yeah. their way into that shit. Um, but, yeah. We- <sighs> That's crazy, yeah, because I know with the with the main roster tag titles for the women, the only team I think – I know we keep, we keep talking about whether the tournament's going to happen or not. The only real team is, I think, uh, Nikki A.S.H. and uh, Dewdrop. Which is crazy. I don't know because Ronda Rousey whipped their ass, which for whatever reason didn't make it on TV on Raw. But whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, they they did some. They had this whole segment. Well, you know what? Sometimes if you go to an event, they'll do a segment that's not on on air. Oh, okay. So there's that too. But anyways, next we had Giovanni Vinci versus Andre Chase. <laughs> uh, we had a little pre-match segment with uh, Chase U dubbing uh, the returning Nathan Frazier, which I didn't realize he was injured. Uh, as oh, an honorary man. flag bearer for the match, um, you know he was stoked, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I realized who Bodie Hayward reminds me of. Finally, who's that? Bo Dallas. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> like a star pupil too. Because I was like, yo, what? Why is his facials and, and the way he acts? Like his character reminds me of something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's yeah, that's where it's at. Uh, but anyways, uh, we got a huge chase. You were support from the crowd as uh, Bodie Hayward and uh, Tia Hale were ringside as well. Uh, this was a pretty solid 10-minute match. Uh, they didn't just throw it away, you know what I mean, as far as okay. how they usually you would trade uh, Andre. But 
Uh, the crowd was really into us uh, as well. At one point, Andre hits the final exam, a.k.a. the Pro River Plunge, which I didn't know he had moves and names for him. <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, Vinci ends up getting the win after hitting the, the sit-out last ride to counter what was what they were calling he was going for, the frat liner. I'm like, that is awesome. <laughs> the frat I want to know what that is. That is pretty tight. Because yeah, he yeah, threw yeah. a kick first, and he caught the kick, and uh-huh. then kicked, threw it down and kicked him, and then got him in the power. So I'm like... What was he setting up for? Was it a kick or was he kicking him to like grab into like a headlock or, mm. you know, downward spiral? Or the he, frat line. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's clear. <laughs> I, I got to see what that was. I, I was like, I need to know what that is. Yes. Uh, post-match, Giovanni, uh, Giovanni attacks Chase, uh, Andre Chase, but uh, Nathan Frazier hits the ring for the save. So, you know. Okay. Which I figured was going to happen. I don't know why they want to. I don't know why they do that. If they're building two different people, don't have them face yet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyways, we had Indy Hartwell versus Ariana Grace. Uh, Indy has new music with this cool, uh, Im- 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 impressive quote in, in the beginning, which obviously calling back to <laughs> Im- the garden. Im- impressive. Well, I'm, it's funny because in my head I was trying to do like a uh, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, yeah, that's right. Bowers. Impressive. Uh, but yeah, call, obviously calling back to you know back when she uh, won her way into the hearts of the Garganos with the big screen TV and all gotcha. that shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was funny. Anyways, the match came about after we see footage of Ariana backstage with a few of the talent from the women's division showing them footage from the Battle Royal last week with India Hartwell eliminating her and uh, she, you know, her just getting mad about it. As India walks in and her talking crap, so she just challenges uh, challenges her to a match. Uh, anyways, match ends up, um, you know. It's it's Ariana getting caught, trying to use the ropes on a schoolgirl roll-up attempt, and uh, while she pleads with the ref, she gets hit uh, with the running boot out of nowhere from Indy for the win. Yeah. Oh, she didn't hit the uh, savage elbow? She's like, you ain't even worth my springboard skills. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you're lucky I don't, I don't hit you with a cobra. Yeah. Oh, if you know, you know. You're lucky, partner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, we had a Von Wagner backstage segment, which, you know, I normally wouldn't bring this up. But I don't know if you know this. The I don't know if he's not doing the gimmick anymore or what. But you know, Eli or La La Knight, who was Max Dupree mm. with the was it Max Mel Models? Okay, right. That yeah, whole thing. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. So uh, it's Sophia, the one who's doing Cromwell, Sophia Cromwell. Right? Well, I guess now she's still Sophia, I believe. No, no, no. She's Maxine. No, she's not, not. She's Maxine. 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 Dupree. Dupree. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what that's about. If she replaced okay. him, from or what I heard, and I didn't get a chance to read the whole article. Apparently, L.A. Knight is said to not be part of it anymore because apparently he started rubbing people backstage. Oh, the I wrong heard. Yeah, way. something about. I think it was something about uh, some of the promos they were trying to have him cut. He was just like. Like, dude, what the fuck? And they said that out of all the guys that were involved, Mansoor and uh, what's his name, uh, Brent, Brennan, <laughs> were, were, were uh, more open to the idea, and he was more reserved for some of the things that they wanted him to do. Was what I heard too. So I don't know if that's what rubbed people the wrong way or what. Yeah, I mean, because we were even saying like, I mean, the last time anyone would even say he's a hard guy to work with is you know the whole him refusing to do the the job for for uh, Tessa. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, back in Impact, but I mean, yeah, but it's arguable. To his throne, yeah, yeah, exactly, hundred yeah. percent. But, um, but yeah, I had to bring that up because uh, it's obviously she has some sort of move up to the main roster or whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was worth bringing this up because Robert Stone, you know, they're on camera trying to uh, respond to the challenge laid down by uh, Solo Sequoia, anyways. Okay. So uh, pretty much, uh, he says that Van, Van Wagner has already beat him down and owes him nothing, and says that they re- respectfully declined his challenge to a false count anywhere match. But Von Wagner takes umbrage with Stone, like, speaking for him. Really? Uh, yeah, oh, to which okay. Stone pleads for Wagner to work with him on this. He's like, because, you know, you already ran off Sophia, and he cuts him off. He's like, 
look, if she wants to run off and be a model, good for her. I don't give a shit. I was like, yo. Mm. He's like, I heard PG is PG-14 now, bitches. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's like, we, we're going in hot. Uh, says that after attacking him on SmackDown, he claims that he's the new street champ. And that he, if he wants his crown back, he can come get it next week. So uh, he accepts the challenge. Okay. And then last but not least. He's the new street champ? You got it. All right. Not Street King. You know who my daddy is? (laughs) One half the Beverly's fool. (laughs) What? And then he goes, you know who my daddy is? (laughs) (laughs) He's a Hall of Fame. My daddy will sit on your daddy (laughs) and make two daddies. (laughs) You see, he posted that uh, clip of Yokozuna, and he was like, say his name. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it was hard. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, you got got it. Mm Mm-hmm. Or you're going to get salt and eyes. Um, main event time. And we can finally go to a, a much-needed break here again. We knew this was going to be a stack day. Yeah. Uh, we had Diamond Mind versus Tony D and the Fam. Eight-man tag. Which I was surprised that they just didn't save this. You know? Um, yeah. But we had uh, D'Angelo family out first. They all uh, look more uniform now. We got Cruz and... Uh, What's his name? Um, Joaquin, both with regular black lace-up boots now, no kick pads. Oh, really? Uh, okay. All black tights and just a tank top, similar to what Stax is wearing. Hmm. Uh, but Joaquin, you know, he looks the same, but he, he rocks the bean to the side like he like he's T.I. Oh, um, oh but I see. Not a bad look, though, for him as, uh, you know, before uh, the, the hat backwards with the gloves and all that. I was like, bro, you're trying too hard <laughs> to, you know, to blend in. And be like, I'm, this, I'm this Latino. Is, this, is, this is Joaquin? Yeah, yeah, but he's always the one that tries. And then, to oh, run. he also has a little bit more shadow on his beard now, so oh, so okay. it kind of yeah, it, it kind of works out for him. Yeah, it's pretty. He, if anything, you like, nah, it's cool because now we we're, we're the Puerto Ricans who work with the Italians. Oh, I see. <laughs> but you know, they're not they're not Puerto Rican. I'm just saying, also New York shit. <laughs> gotcha, <laughs> you know I mean? gotcha. Uh-huh. I'm from New York. <laughs> not really. Uh, but anyways, um. Yeah, like I said, it wasn't a bad match. Uh, uh, but uh, I will say, uh, you know, Diamond Mine showed up wearing all blue as well. Okay. So they, they were looking good with everyone on the same page finally. Ivy Nile and Electra Lopez both banned from ringside, though. So that's worth noting. Haters. I, I did not take any notes on this. I just uh, listed some um, spots. All right. We got Julius who yeets uh, stacks with a big release vertical suplex. I mean, like he hits the vertical suplex and like goes for it and just fucking just lets him go. Yeet. Yeah, did ye- ye- the fuck out of him. Uh, Brutus <laughs> hits the hits the cannonball from the apron onto all four members of the family before the picture in picture. Uh, we had Cruz and Joaquin hit the double team on Brutus, uh, where uh, Cruz hip tosses Joaquin across the top rope, and he bounces back into basically like a, a modified uh, Arabian press style moonsault. Oh, okay. Um, Stack slaps on the worst looking single leg crab I've ever seen <laughs> on camp, who is able to break away and hit the Yo, slingshot spear. That was funny. Uh, Julius runs a clinic uh, with the hot tag, getting multiple release suplexes off on uh, the uh, oh, oh and uh, the the balancing act high jump. Super, uh, superplex, I call, you know, he just runs and just does that leaping fucking superplex into the corner. Gotcha. Okay. Off the top rope. Um, on Joaquin, he even hits a pair of German suplexes on Tony D as well. Uh, Cruz and Joaquin hit their LDF finish with, you know, the running Enzu Russian leg sweep combo. Oh, yeah, yeah. As gotcha. everything's breaking down now towards the end of the match, Roddy hits the jumping knee on Cruz and Joaquin uh, with Julius uh, following with the low lariat right after both men. So, like, he hit the jumping knee on Cruz, low lariat. Then he turns around and hits, nice. hits it on Joaquin. Little, so it was like, oh, they're working together. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Even though commentary, like, oh, there's Barrett's like, oh, I think he's trying to one up him. I'm like, always <laughs> stirring the pot. Yeah, dude. I was about to say. Uh, finish comes when Tony grabs Julius, who hits the standing switch and holds on to Tony now as Roddy comes uh, flying out of the corner to hit Tony with a jumping knee. But, of course, 
Tony moves out the way and he connects with Julius instead as Stack slides in to take out Roddy and then Tony hits the forget about it finish uh, fisherman suplex neck breaker for the win. Is that what he calls that forget about it? That's what they said on commentary. Forget about Tony it. Tony D, yeah. forget about it. One, two, three. Because I felt like uh, it, it loved, the, way, the, the way that they called it was like, just incredible. That's incredible. Oh, okay. like, you know what I mean? Okay, Type gotcha. of thing. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was it, man. That was a good reference point. Okay. That was it. That was, uh, that was uh, NXT. All right, man. You know what I mean? 3.0. Not bad. I mean, yeah. I mean, it does sound like it was a good hour and a half, but it was actually some good meat and potatoes this time versus. Uh, yeah, they had some other stuff like you know, Last Legend, so calling that Alba Fire, but it was nothing. Um, some others, you know, some stuff here and there. But I just try to bring up the Last stuff that's. Uh, I just feel like that's a failed experiment, in my opinion. Nah, I think what it is is I think they need to figure out the right presentation for her. like her character okay, is fair. fine, but I think maybe pairing her with someone that could speak for her. Now I don't want to do like a Jade thing mm-hmm. with her. Um, and, and to be totally transparent, I'm not the biggest fan of hers. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's coming from an in-ring standpoint, yeah. not necessarily. The, I mean, because that character can definitely coexist. Mm-hmm. It's just having the right people to write for that character and the right um, story for that character. You gotcha. know what I mean? So um, sad to say we've all been in, in, a, in the middle of a store one day and heard someone getting upset similar to how she sounds in a promo yeah, <laughs> you know exactly, what I mean? so, yeah exactly yeah I think uh, it's, mm. they're instantly a heel <laughs> you know what i mean so <laughs> you definitely could see the potential in the well i wouldn't definitely cut bait just yet because you know mm-hmm. but yeah it is what it is so but yeah that's all i got man um i think it's yeah. time if you don't if you don't uh, mind we're gonna hit this quick break yes sir we'll be right back My, 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 you already know what it is. Quincy Jones Go here to let you know they did it again. I, bro, I, we, we just hit y'all with, with a brand new commercial on the spot, freestyle off the dome about these dope-ass FTRTs, but surprise, surprise, man. They dropped another one back-to-back. This time, they got another legend in the making, storyline tees. Again, they don't miss. This time, celebrating one of the greatest out of the Samoan dynasty, it is the Yokozuna T. Go and check it out. He got his main man, Mr. Fuji, right on there with him. They got all colors available. Matter of fact, just check out everything Storyline Tees has to offer on me. Let him know. Mega Tower sent you and follow him right now. Storyline Tees underscore LLC. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, featuring the best damn commentary team on the planet. Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the Damn, I was like just an ill-ass cow, cash cow, just just coming through <laughs> over here in the backyard of <laughs> the doctor's office. Now we back, uh, we back, you know, Quincy Jones show, and uh, we just finished up the uh, NXT 2.0 review. I know, I know. And uh, now it's time to light the fuse, bring the boom. Let's do it. As we uh, not only open for AEW Dynamite, it's also AEW Fight for the Fallen dun, Night dun, One. Dun. Night one, part one. Wait, it's for real? There's another one next week? I Let me see. Or maybe I think. I thought the, it was just like a one and done. Like, cause or I thought maybe the, night two is on Friday. Oh, pa, oh, you know what? You're right. Because Tonight. I, I, yeah, you're right. Because I, I remember they were advertising the uh, Ethan Page versus, I guess he changed his name. It's not Leon Rush? Well, his or Leon original, Ruffin? His, or that's his real name, that's right? His, yeah, his original name. That's so the shoot. When he was in, I think when he was in, uh, What's the one that he was in? Uh, 
evolve. Really? I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know he ma- wasn't okay. So yeah, that's where that's where they plucked him from. I had no idea. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Cheeseburger's like I was in the wrong kind. <laughs> yeah, word, man. It's, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, shout out Cheeseburger. Man. I would have had a title reign. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we start off with a uh, title match. John Moxley uh, defending his AEW uh, interim world title. Uh, and I'll tell you what to do with the interim after the match. Uh, against Roosh, uh, accompanied by Jose. And uh, we see Regal join commentary per usual during his entrance, uh, touting, BBC, we've got more gold than Tiffany's the Jewelers. BCC. Loved it. <laughs> what did I say? BBC. Okay, but he but he is from the UK. So. No, I'm gonna run that back. <laughs> well, yeah, Regal joins commentary per usual during Mox's entrance while touting that the BCC we've got more gold than Tiffany the Jewelers, which I, I loved. Uh, which <laughs> is dope. So yummy, yummy. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's funny, dude. Mister Man in a mask. Mask and a Mister Maniac. Yeah, but now, I mean, he ain't lying. You got the AW title. You got uh, uh, Claudio with the yeah. ROH title, and you got the Pure title as well. So yeah, man. But uh, yeah, uh, he, were they? Scouting FTR, who knows? Who knows? Were they exactly. scouting yeah, we or recruiting? Yeah, scouting we, or recruiting? Didn't get a chance uh, to even talk about that. Yeah, sheesh. but uh, Roosh, they interrupt uh, Mox's. Uh, he interrupts Mox's long entrance. I was thinking it was long with a pre-match Shit. assault to kick off the match. Regal notes uh, it's it Roosh's physicality that prevented WWE from hiring him on commentary. While Roosh actually bites Mox's forehead to bust him open as if on cue. It was, I really like how that played out. It's uh, funny because we know it's it's Andrade sending the text, but yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Jose distracts the ref while uh, Roosh tries a steel chair to Mox's leg, but he escapes and drills Roosh with a suicide dive. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Roosh hits Mox with a thrust kick and power slam for two, then uses a power cord at ringside to strangle him, which I was surprised that he didn't get thrown out, but I get it. It's like outside rules, which, you know. I, yeah, like he was wrestling like how he's like, you saw how reckless he was uh, wrestling uh, Dragon Lee. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. I had to remind myself that ROH has the 20 count and shit. Yeah, that's right. And exactly. I was like, oh, he don't give a fuck. It works. <laughs> Uh, he feigns going for the bull's horns, but stops short to bluntly kick Mox in the face and then does a tranquilo pose. Uh, then they exchange chops and German suplexes, but Mox hits a King Kong lariat only for Roosh to respond with a German suplex on the crown of his head. Uh, we see an overhead belly to belly to the corner by Roosh, and Jose then distracts the ref with his tablet while Andrade then comes down to shove Mox off the top road into the mat. Then we see the Lucha Bros emerge down the ramp to chase Andrade off before Roosh hits uh, Mox with a straight jacket pile driver for a near fall. Yeah, that was crazy. That's why I thought at first I was like, is he doing that as insult to injury or is, something? And then I was it, like, yo, is he about to? And then he I was like, yo, it's the Rico what driver. is going on? <laughs> uh, Roosh goes for the bull's horns, but Mox escapes and hits a death right out of nowhere for a near fall. Then immediately, yeah, it was out of uh, yeah, definitely. And then immediately locks in a uh, bulldog choke for the win. Post-match, we get the Jericho Appreciation Society answer on the ramp immediately after the match. With Jericho saying, hey, you've been on a roll lately, but not as much as the JAS. Says Anna J gave him a call a week ago asking for an opportunity. And uh, Jay then christens herself Anna JAS. <laughs> yeah, I, was, <laughs> and, and, I was like cringe. Yeah, and threatens to choke out members of the crowd. Uh, complains about having his nose broken and being thrown in barbed wire last week by Kingston, but boasts about winning the match. Uh, before cash you hear it? about that broken nose no it's I didn't. legit and he broke it when that chair came back at his face when he tried to hit him with that code breaker oh for real yeah oh damn okay yeah. shit that sounds like a freak accident it was okay <laughs> it definitely was that's man. crazy i i did notice the bruise so yeah yeah because i was like well i was like why does he have a black eye and then i heard cornet talking about this idiot broke his own damn nose <laughs> 
<laughs> That's and, and how did the hills get out of the Shark Tank? That, they turned sideways and ran out the bars. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. That's a good coin. Oh, uh, but yeah, he uh, he then cashes in his rematch clause versus Mox from two and a half years ago. Uh, yeah, challenging him at Quake by the Lake in uh, Minnesota, and vows to become the first ever two-time Lich champion despite Mox already com- accomplishing that. Uh, he says he hates Jericho and tells everyone to shove interim up their asses, then gives them. Uh, he gives Jericho his roses before calling him pathetic for all you know everything he's become. He accepts the challenge, but tells Jericho if he has the balls to leave JAS at home because he wants to face the Lionheart Chris Jericho in Minneapolis. Two things, yes. Um, Quake by the lake sounds like like a a monster truck rally yeah, <laughs> type of thing. And then two, I love how when he said he was pathetic, you see, it pitched to uh to Jericho's face. Yeah. And his reaction was almost like you said something super, super like foul to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, like you could said a lot of things, but you're not going to call. Me yeah, yeah. Hey, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you crossed gonna, the line. I'm not going to stand for that shit. Uh, yeah. Next, we have a brief reveal of uh, the trios titles. Finally, they yeah, man. They look, they, they look beautiful. Beautiful, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we're, you know, we are told there's a tournament that will take place with the finals set for September 4th at All Out. So. They reminded me of like it was like three sets of like the WCW the the Vader title exactly or like the, the Ron of. Simmons title. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It had the nice little blue accent. But on I think there. that's cool. Like, hey, yo, we all went rock and roll titles my g yeah for real for <laughs> real uh we get a uh, backstage promo dante martin he says uh he you know he knows that sammy will surely have tay at ringside tonight because he knows he can't hack it anymore by himself on the roster and reveals that he's gonna have sky blue in his corner tonight That's yeah i that. didn't realize they were dating yeah, uh, I, I don't know if they are. I can't tell if that. Was, I mean, it was just a kiss on the cheek. Oh, I don't. You know what I mean, so I don't oh, know if that was not. just to make fun of them because or I don't. Yeah, because it showed that I guess that they had taken pictures together, but it was like with him and his brother too. Oh, so, okay. But they weren't like all hugged up. They were just like, I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of a cool crew. Maybe they're from the same. Crew. Nah, she's from Chi Town. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we get uh, a uh, FTW title match. Ricky Stocks, baby, defending against uh, it was Stark Dan Week, as they say. It's Stark Week. It's really nice. Uh, we get a championship yeah. vignette that plays prior to the match, and then uh, <laughs> and that's how I knew he was losing. I'm like, they don't ever play this any other well, time. Well, but... he didn't lose that match. No, no, but, but I but, had a feeling something yeah. was going to happen. But, and yeah. uh, Taz touts him as the longest reigning FTW champ over uh, 370 days. Apparently, uh, match starts. Uh, Dan Housen mocks Stark's pose while cursing him and eats a boot to the mush to start the match. Uh, Starks yeah. mocks uh, Dan Housen's curse and then hits his post, and then he eats a pump kick and a Northern Lights suplex for one. Uh, we see uh, Dan Housen sidestep a spear in the corner and roll him up for a schoolboy for two, only for Starks to hit an immediate spear for the win. Yeah, after, and, he, uh, he, after he landed in that corner, he immediately was grabbing the back of his neck, so I got worried. Yeah, and that, I but think then that then was the been story, selling. though. Yeah, he could have been selling. Because everyone knows he's kind of got that neck yeah. you know, concern. But for he's great. I, Ricky's really good. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Uh, post-match he uh, he grabs a mic and dresses down Danhausen, but invites another challenger because he still has some in, uh, in the tank. I'm for said. real this time, guys. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I feel like you know we just had this conversation. I remember we were yeah. talking about where this could go, and I was saying, you know, to me, it seems like it could pitch to hook somehow because he's been tagging with Danhausen. But I thought it'd be like he'd be beating him down, and he would come down to like stop him, and that yeah. would set up for another time. I didn't think it was going to be hook. Showing up full gear to shoot. I mean, obviously to huge fanfare, but not full gear. Because remember, we had said like two things. We we're like, I feel like he he might lose the hook, mm-hmm. or hook embarrasses him, or something, or loses the Danhausen. Yeah, and then he gets thrown out the group or gets kicked out or whatever. But we had we had two things where we we're like, or hook could come and take it. 
Because that would make sense because it's his dad's title. Yeah. But then we kept thinking like, yeah, but I think that I was like either maybe him and I, I didn't think I thought that maybe him and um, what's his name? Hobbs were probably split off. And yeah. He would just focus on 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 managing his son. Mm, OK. Uh, but then I didn't think about hot. But then when they were in the ring, I was like, all right, he's getting a little too touchy on the shoulders. I think he's finna. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll get to there. We're yeah. not there yet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we get a second FTW title match. Uh, Hook uh, facing off of Ricky Starks. Uh, Starks here has a brief stare down before Hook springs into action with body shots. And he folds Starks with a pump handle suplex. Ricky responds in kind with a back suplex. Uh, but Hook lands on his feet after a hip toss attempt and eats a spear by Starks before countering the Rochambeau with a red rum for the win. Hook and Starks share a respectful fist bump as Taz notes in commentary how Hook went from growing up staring at that belt on his mantle to now becoming the champion. Uh, Starkston cuts a promo uh, after the break, uh, flanked by Hobbs in the ring, saying despite losing, he turned the belt from what people thought was a noose to a necktie and brought it back to prominence. Uh, says he's tired of being told to be patient when he knows it's his time. And uh, then we see him get clobbered from behind by Hobbs with a hell of a clothesline. Uh, mm-hmm. He then hits Starks with a spine buster. And uh, stands over him with that snarl that he's trademarked uh, since he's turned heel and uh, leaves him laying while Taz is perplexed by the whole thing on commentary. That's what kind of confused me. It was like you would think that he would have stayed in character and aligned himself with Hobbs. Yeah. Right? But I don't know. I think you got to put in perspective that his son just won. Yeah. So he's more, I think, split as a coach and happy as a father. Uh, you know, Very given true. the legacy, and then I think two different emotions back yeah, to back. Yeah. yeah, right after each other. Because, like, I'll be honest, love the hook thing. Not just because we talked about it last week, but I thought that was a good move because I feel like they kind of that's ran, ran the out main of things to do for him too. You well, know? that there's that, and I think because that might be the only reason why they have not won tag team gold is because he already has this belt that's sort of like become, Mm. I won't say a prop. He's right. He has brought it to, he's defended it more than anyone else has, but it's also tough when it's not, there isn't a real division. There aren't rankings. It's more of if whenever you feel froggy, you know, type of thing. I was just going to, yeah. What do you say? He turned it from a noose to a tie. Yeah. To a tie. Exactly. And, and so I, I, in which we all witnessed him do that. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but I will say I didn't like the split. Uh, I didn't think yeah, it was Yeah, I, I wasn't I think a fan of saw... it either, but I, I did want Ricky to – he was obviously getting a change in reaction. I felt like they both They both were. were. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I felt like they both had been killing it. Yeah, they fuck and, with and, Hobbs. And, and, and they do. They really do. And especially when he was stacking everybody with them spine busters. Yeah, yeah. Like, dang, man. Like, I, I felt like the last – couple big profile matches they've had it's not it, just them rambling on the mic against swerve and keith lee yeah, since they, they really got here and they've actually, yeah, yeah exactly Stacking and so moments together yeah. i felt like there could have been a, a longer future with them I agree. being now taken serious as uh tag team i agree much like how the acclaimed are you know and i don't yeah, know if no, they would have right. been uh i mean they could they might be faces kind of now hook, that's what's so weird hook hey, is dude, the face in a in a in a crew full of heels yeah, but he's not not even really a face he's just out there yeah, doing he's his doing, thing and then there's also the fact that the crowd goes crazy for the pop 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 power like yeah when, yeah when that music hits definitely and then when the, when ricky do, and anytime he poses do, do, and everything yeah no he's yeah i, I love when him. the fans no matter what character you are heel or face if they appreciate they could eat yeah. up the charisma that's you got something when you're so. good at when you're good with at what you do they will like the same thing with like like 
Christian Cage. They moan and groan, but because it's good. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? exactly. Which I know we'll get into that later, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the Acclaimed have a backstage promo. Uh, the only thing you need to know is that uh, they talk <laughs> about they have a music video. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if it aired in in the arena, but I didn't get it on my broadcast, but they uh, said they urged the gun club to watch it. Cause I guess that'll reveal what the stipulation they choose for their maybe, upcoming maybe match on rampage on, online or something. Yeah, probably. So, uh, we get Sammy Guevara, uh, with Tay Conti taking on Dante Martin with sky blue. Uh, Sammy hits Dante with his backflip corkscrew dropkick combo and then poses before uh, Dante hits a dropkick of his own and mocks him. Uh, Dante stops Sammy from walking out of the match and nails him with a high elevated cannonball plancha off the stage to the floor. Uh, Sammy kicks the middle rope to low blow Dante and regain control of the match from picture in picture. Uh, we see Sammy counter an outside dive with a stiff rising knee smash. Like I, yeah. That seemed like he, that was real contact to me. Uh, and then he follows up with a spaceman plancha. Uh, Sammy then hits it's a Spanish fly, then goes for the GTH, but Dante escapes and hits an inverted gut, gut wrench uh, slam for two. And uh, tries to count, uh, Sammy tries to counter the nosedive with a springboard back suplex, but Dante lands on his feet and hits a Spanish fly of his own, and then a half Nelson yeah, set nice. out Uranagi for two. Uh, Dante goes for the nosedive, but Sammy counters with a double jump cutter and then hits the GTH for the win. Post-match, Sammy and Tay begin to stomp out Dante and then set him up for the 630 when Sky Blue finally <laughs> comes in and blocks the way. Tay gets to Sky's face, and we see Anna Jay sneaker from behind, and then she hugs Tay. I guess signaling Tay Jay's back. And Tay Jay and Sammy continue to attack Dante and Sky when we see Ortiz, Eddie Kingston, and Ruby Soho run down to chase them off. Look, look, look. Mm-hmm. Anna Jay, I don't know how much I could take. I mean, you with all those curves and me with all those breaks. <laughs> oh, oh, bars, bars. Drake. <laughs> We got a, <laughs> Drake. <laughs> we got a couple still of, rhymes. Still rhymes. <laughs> we got a couple of segments now. Uh, I'm gonna try to blow through these real quick. Uh, Daniel Garcia Forms. backstage promo says it's been months since he's heard uh, Brian Danielson's name. Questions where he's been. Says he's been in the ring every week, getting better and sharper. While Brian's been gardening with his wife and kids. Says if Brian hesitates just for a moment, moment he'll take advantage and then send him on another family vacation. And he vows to be called the greatest technical sports entertainer in the world. Not bad. He's getting better with his promos. No, man. yeah, it was a bit. By the way, I meant to ask. Did you hear that they uh the they, they stopped calling or uh, Excalibur kept calling uh uh Hook instead of Handsome Devil? He said El Diablo Guapo. That's what he was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, I feel you. I okay. feel you. I was like, I've already got to create a guy named El, El Chapo Guapo, but yeah, whatever. That's hard. Know. That's hard. Whatever, bro. Uh, we get an in-ring segment, Jungle Boy. Uh, this is kind of going off what you were just saying with Christian Cage. Yeah, he, man. Uh, this, is, uh, this is incredible for him, to be yeah. honest. He uh, enters flanked by Luchasaurus and, I guess, wearing the jacket that was flanked over him when uh, he I, was I didn't taken notice. out. Yeah, they had to point that out. Uh you know, from by Christian when he left him laying with the concerto weeks and weeks ago. Uh, he comes out and um, proceeds to call Christian Cage the biggest pussy he's ever met in his entire life. I was super surprised. I yeah. looked up like, what? That shit was crazy. Yeah, I did, don't did, know. Did it bleep? Did you watch the live one or I watched the... I watched the one after the fact. It did not yeah, I, yeah, I didn't believe it either. No, okay. Okay. It says Cage is now the most relevant he's ever been because of all the bullshit he's talked about his family for the last few weeks and suggests Cage is only mad about this little battle royal bonus because he's strapped for cash after his yeah. wife just divorces bitch ass and he does the call me with a wink it was like, awesome 
it was I, great. Yeah, great uh, instinct callback. Whatever yeah. you want to call it, it was fluid. It was natural. I'm gonna get yeah, and yeah. I, I'm gonna give my opinion as soon as I get through it too, because I, yeah, I, yeah. I think I have a, a inkling of maybe what why it went so well. I think so um, too. He explains Luchasaurus is only protecting Cage for him in his absence, as he didn't want anyone else to get their hands on Christian Cage before he had a chance to. Tells Cage, you know, you could talk shit or swing a chair as hard as you can, because I can take it. Uh, and then starts to talk about digging his dad's grave three years ago with his uncle when Cage interrupts from backstage. Uh, Cage says, you know, Luchasaurus, you threw away all your main event potential when you remained, uh, you chose to remain JB's uh, or Jungle Boy's lapdog. Uh, he says, you know, uh, I only ran last week because uh, I was scared of what I was going to do to you. You know, it's, you know, it's the classic yeah, chicken yeah. shit thing to say. Uh, and then says it's poetic that JB's wearing the uh, jacket that he draped over him after the concerto because the next thing he's going to drape over him will be a body bag so he can cozy up next to his dead dad. Well, as soon as he brought up that jacket, I'm like, I feel like he's going to say something about a body bag. And then he says it, I'm like, are they about to have a body bag match? <laughs> wow. and, th- and then he says that, I'm like, oh, no, n- please no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah. not after saying that shit. No, no, seriously. Like, yeah. And uh, it says, you know what, Jungle Boy, you may have the monster, but you told me all your secrets, and now I'm going to prey on your weaknesses. Um, I really think And he, that, and he kept doing the shh. Yeah. Yeah, the, like, the, like, I'll never tell. And I almost thought that maybe Lucha was going to jump Jungle Boy, the way he, you know, because when they came back, you kind of saw him standing behind well, Jungle Boy. he's still Boy, wearing the black, ju- yeah. the black uh, aesthetic now. You yeah, know that. I mean? so. But but he was standing behind, the shot they had was him standing behind Jungle Boy, but it's like focused on Jungle Boy, so it really blocked. You couldn't see Lucha's face. You only saw his body. So it was like, this is kind of like a convenient shot, like if he mm. wanted, but we just had that with Powerhouse. So I was like, mm. what's going on type of thing, you, you know? You know what? I, I I actually would be a fan of that because I I was actually interested for once in Luchasaurus with what they were doing with him between him and Christian Cage. Yeah. Um. So if they were to do all that just to have him still, I, I don't know. Because I, 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 selfishly, I don't want Jungle Boy anchored to just be a tag team guy when yeah. he clearly is. He, need, well, he is, needs to grow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so and so that's why I didn't know what they were gonna do with that. But I will say with the promo, I wouldn't be surprised that Christian really worked Jungle Boy was like, This is what you I was need gonna to say. do, bro. Like you need yeah. to call back to this and that and like I'm gonna let you say this. Like you I, know, because he I was like, ass he, is like, Wow, I don't know who gave him that. But I, yeah. in my head I was like, he probably did everything short of write it for him. Yeah. I feel like you know what I mean? Yeah, like, pretty yeah, seriously. He knew he had to come back with mm-hmm. something he had to hit him hard with something you know what i mean so definitely yeah kudos on him for delivering that uh i used to think the one he had on against dax in the backstage area oh yeah was, yeah that, that was a pretty bad good too. one but mm-hmm. yeah this one it just again it was just this natural charisma where it didn't feel like he didn't write it mm-hmm. more so he was like yeah well shit get you some then jungle boy where this been at yeah you know yeah I mean? word that's, yeah. that's how it Especially really the way he was like Kind of doing a, hmm, how do I want to respond? And then just like, let me get that Open mic, Sh- Shivani, which is not his style at all. You're you know, big ass pussy. Pussy ass bust. He literally was like, who wants to see a big ass stunt? Yes, like, seriously. I was like, oh shit, we, we getting riled up. Like, uh, speaking of riled up, uh, I kind of was on uh, on the inside like one. Uh, we get a backstage <laughs> segment with the Young Bucks. Uh, Cutler is back yeah, with I the Cutler to, cam this I was, week. I was going to ask how you felt about this. Yeah. Uh, he tries to convince the Bucks to team up for the Trios tournament. They tell him there's no way. They start to walk off and then they run into hangman page uh him and uh, nick exchange awkward birthday wishes and matt tries to extend an olive uh, branch of sorts but they get interrupted by the incoming uh, dark order yeah, those fucking dorks <laughs> they wish page a happy birthday they notice the bucks are there and ask if everything's cool bucks say yeah everything's good then wish page a happy birthday and cordially walk off while cutler notes loudly how awkward the exchange was um I, I'm always here for the for the breadcrumbs, you know what I'm saying? Because it yeah. does seem like we might, it, it, they, you know, the interest is there. They they already announced not to jump ahead. The the undisputed elite is back next week. 
Yeah. You know? So you can't tell me it's not going to be a, oh, well, may, we're thinking maybe we can join up with you. Cole, and he's like, ah, oh, well, you know, I've been with the guys, and we've been injured. We've been getting, and, you well, know. And, and, and I know we had talked about the convenience, because you were saying that I think your theory was that Kenny, you know, the rumor or, or yeah. the confirmation, whatever you want to call it, of him coming back or being back in time, you're like, oh, yeah, I heard that the the – it was never supposed to be Bucks versus FTR that they were going to aim him towards the trios championship. So it's kind of convenient Yeah. with the, the introduction of him on screen. And then, you know, we got pay-per-view time to fill up until, or, you know, we got program time to fill up to the pay-per-view, I should say. Yeah. Um, so Definitely. I can see that, you know, with starting the, the struggle between the undisputed, or the, the undisputed quote unquote versus the elite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because my thing is, I feel like this is going to lead to fucking hangman being, in the middle, maybe. Being anchored down by having a tag with the fucking Beaver Boys in this fucking tournament. You know what I mean? And it's, I don't mind it. It'll but, be but, entertaining for a point. Yeah. But it's like as long as it goes somewhere. You know where you really want to see him. You yeah. know what I mean? So, or what you really want to see happen. So, yeah, exactly. I don't know. But, but yeah. uh, this brings us to a match, handicap match. Tony Nese and Mark Sterling taking on Swerve. Strickland. Swear, swear. Uh, and uh, so we see Nice and Strickland are shown scouting Josh Woods on Dark, apparently, during their entrance. Uh, so that's something to that's note something, for later. Yeah. As a commentary note, Keith Lee is barred from ringside during Swerve's entrance as well. Uh, Swerve has a good start against Nice until Sterling picks his spots for cheap shots to help Tony take control before uh, picture in picture. Sterling uses quick tags to pepper in some stomps here and there while Nice continues to work over Swerve during picture in picture. And then we see Swerve bounce back after the break with a pump kick that sends Nice into the corner, and uh, which kind of accidentally tags. Sterling into the match. Uh, Sterling refuses to enter the ring, so Swerve continues to work over Nice until finally stalking Mark on the floor, chasing him into the ring, and finally uh, hitting a house call for the win. Uh, was he, he fucked him up. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Mark played his part uh, yeah. exactly well. And then post match, we see Keith Lee, who was shown earlier watching the match and backstage, has now been laid out by Josh Woods as he stands over him holding his tag belt. And uh, Swerve finally sees what's happening to Lee on the Tron, but gets attacked from behind by Nice, who then does the same with his tag belt and drops it on top of him uh, ultimately before leaving. Though my only note on it, it wasn't a bad uh, angle. Yeah. Um, it just we, you know. I guess we just the wish we had some of this stuff. It was recap, so there's that. Mm-hmm. As far as the the scouting and all that, mm-hmm. but I think if they would have used a different uh, camera view for the the Keith Lee part of it, because uh-huh. it just looked kind of weird with like him filming from him on the ground up, looking down I, because I, he's yeah. obviously bigger than Josh Woods. You know what I mean? So I think well, Josh Woods definitely has the height. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, he, he's a uh, he's kind of he has a bigger size, I think, overall yeah, than, than, just, than Josh. Yeah, just yeah. for me aesthetically, it just seemed kind of like weird. But I did still enjoy that mystery of oh, I guess these two are going to be tagging. I guess. You know yeah, I, mean? I was so, surprised by that too because I, I just widely associate him with ROH and the pure title. I know that's who Wheeler yeah. got, got the belt off. I was just about of, to you say, know? yeah. I think he was one of the judges on Saturday. Yeah, at, he was at Death Before Dishonor. So, so I, you know what? Yeah, they did a good job of putting her, his face in front of people. Yeah, if, if you were paying attention. Yeah, true. But, you know, we don't catch everything, so. Definitely. Um, but I hope you guys caught this vignette, House of Black. I knew uh, you were going to bring this up because I'm excited for this too, man. Yeah, I mean, we ta- you guys saw, uh, you know, we posted the clip at San Diego Comic-Con where House of Black were in the building. A lot building. of people hit me up about that clip. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. They thought we were there. <laughs> that's what's up. And I, I just didn't respond. <laughs> I was just like. For sure. Sure. I believe what you need to. 
Uh, and so we get, uh, not Miro, but uh, we get uh, Malachi. He's uh, talking to Miro. He says, there's no need for this confusion, Miro. You and I both know this entire world is a giant hoax. Hell, we live in a society where we worship people that add nothing of value. God, the devil, they're the same thing nowadays. And that's where men like you and me come into play. And while you call it redeeming, I call it balancing out the uneven. You have spent your life worshiping the throne. I will make it so that you will sit on that throne and everyone will kneel to you. And then Brody comes in and says, he made an example of Darby last week simply because he can and it's not going to stop until his casket drops uh, Brody wants to beat Darby at his own game challenges him to a coffin match and asks what flowers he wants for his headstone did, did you see what I sent you yeah the new tattoo yeah the tattoo was with nuts the, with the headstone it says R.I.P. Darby yeah that's nuts I could tell that on his arm <laughs> I think it's like it looks like it's on his shoulder. I mean, with, with his, whatever, yeah. whatever, like space he has left, dude. I mean, that fool's covered. So I yeah. don't know where the fuck that shit's at. Crazy man. <laughs> and then uh, next we get the AEW Women's Title Match: Thunder Rosa taking on Miyu and y- Yamashita. Uh, we have uh, uh, Pac is actually shown before this match successfully defending his All Atlantic Championship against LJ Theory. Although the audio was a little botched on that one. Yeah. Uh, we see the match start with Matt Bay stalemate by both ladies, and it gets clunky fast before Rosa drills uh, Miyu on the floor with a shotgun dropkick. Yeah. Yamashita manages to uh, hit a uh, disaster kick off the apron to Rosa before picture-in-picture. Yamashita's hesitation hinders all her offensive momentum, I will say, as she hits somehow a gut-wrench gut-buster that looked really nasty during picture-in-picture. Rosa bounces back after the break with a slingshot Meteora, running basement dropkicks into Northern Lights for two, and we see Miyu hit a pair of high roundhouse kicks and a wheelbarrow German suplex for two. Uh, Yamashita would hit another disaster kick from the corner and follow with the skull kick for a near fall and then uh, nails some strong kicks before Rosa counters with one of her own and hits the fire thunder driver for the win uh, champion and, cha- and challenger bow to each other in respect following the title match couldn't help but feel like the thunder uh the fire thunder driver was a mercy kill you know i mean because the, the yeah. match just got really clunky like it was yeah clear me you was a little nervous or something something wasn't clicking how do you, how you know do you, how do you say your last name again yamashita because i no lie i kept getting the this the, the rammstein in my in my head uh, you yamashita. you must you must <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> oh, man. We get uh, some match announcements. Uh, Fight for the Fallen Night 2. Teacher versus Student. Matt Seidel taking on Lee Moriarty tonight. I'm uh, sorry, but no one cares. I do. Just, uh, uh, oh, I like Lee Moriarty, but the, to, the whole Teacher versus Student, no one knows about that because you haven't done anything to get people I mean, I think some part. people know, but it's been a while since they put gas on it. You're right. Yeah. Ethan Page taking on Leon Ruffin, as we talked about earlier. We got uh, Anna Jay taking on Ruby Soho. And uh, it, it, it seems to be the return of the original player from the Himalayas as we see Jay Lethal okay, the, tagging with Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt to the take on the best about, friends in uh, Orange Cassidy. The crazy thing about that is he literally just got asked in an interview if he had ever, you know, if he was done or if he had plans of coming back based on what he's doing right now. And mm. He said, oh, no way, dude. Like, I'm totally done with wrestling. He, like, vehemently was like, no, dude, I'm, I'm you know, I've been doing this backstage thing for too long. Like, I'm, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. And then literally a week later, he said, he's like, oh, you want to play? for?" I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, oh, he worked everybody. I'm like, that was great. That was yeah, great. Yeah. So kudos to you, Sanjay. And then uh, for Dynamite, we get, uh, like I said, the Undisputed Elite is advertised to be back. Uh, Matt Hardy is going to be taking on Christian Cage. We got Thunderstorm uh, tagging to take on uh, Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And then uh, as we co- it's been confirmed, John Moxley defending the interim world title in two weeks at Quake at the Lake, August 10th against, uh, or by the Lake, I should say, uh, against Chris Jericho, Lionheart Chris Jericho. We'll see. And then uh, there was an announcement. Uh, they're going to you know be what? making their Canada <laughs> debut yeah, uh, October yeah. 12th and October uh, 13th. 13th AEW Dynamite and Rampage at the Coca-Cola Coliseum. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, I, I feel like they were doing the lion tamer thing to sell more figures. <laughs> mm, that could be it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they got the, the luminaries. Yeah, see if he wears the gear, right? And then we come to the main event. It's time. It's time. All right, I'm going to try to blow through this. Uh, Daniel Garcia taking on Brian Danielson. Yeah. Chris Jericho joins commentary ahead of Garcia's entrance as he's billed to be proudly sports entertaining for the JAS by Justin Roberts. I noticed that as that was part of his entrance. Uh, Brian hits an immediate corner drop kick, then lights up Garcia with body kicks before hitting his suicide dive but lands awkwardly on his face uh, we see garcia target brian's neck with a neck breaker then tears the padding outside to expose the concrete floor brian hits a diving shotgun drop kick but hesitates to get up right away allowing garcia to take, to take control of the match uh brian begins his comeback but crumples to the mat after ducking a clothesline before garcia ddt's him on that exposed floor before picture in picture yeah well, what did you make about but because i i was like up and down with if it was shoot or not but there were because there was a lot of times where i'm like you heard these things, or maybe this is stuff they planted. I don't know. I feel like it was, it was stuff they planned, but that suicide dive landing looked rough. That looked rough. Say. I think everything the, after that was according to plan. The though. shotgun drop kick looked rough. Yeah, it did. Um, because, you know, that's one of those things people were worried about. And he's height. done that before. Exactly, yeah, yeah where, where he got a stinger. Kind of ring, yeah, it rings his own bell. Yeah. Um, the DDT, I was like, I thought he did that because I thought they were about to call the match there. Mm-hmm. Because maybe he rung his bell and he just told him, dude, I just need you to take me out. Something, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, go home, right? Um, uh, Garcia does smell blood, but the ref blocks his way to check on Brian's health as uh, he's now shown busted open and being checked on by Doc Sampson. Uh, Garcia drags Brian back in the ring and continues to grind down his neck and head as they come back from commercial. We see Brian hit a desperation avalanche back suplex and light up Garcia with a plethora of kicks to much fanfare. Uh, go, he goes for a kick uh, to Garcia. Or, I'm sorry, he goes to kick Garcia's head in, but he counters it to a rear naked choke. Very in, uh, innovative, too, I, I will say, and gets the hooks in. But he counters with the cattle mutilation and then maintains yeah. control to hit a tiger suplex. For yeah, two. I, I was about to ask you because that transition, how he locked oh, that seamless. on, and yeah. The, yeah, it was nice. That's when I felt like, okay, now he must be okay if he's doing that. Uh, they exchange hammer and anvil elbows, and Brian hits a regal plex, but uh, Garcia responds with a spinning northern lights driver. Yeah. The only thing I could uh, call it for two. Uh, Garcia, yeah, it, it, it was like the Bailey plex, yeah, almost, but spinning. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Garcia incenses Brian with a slap and eats a bazooka knee, but manages to escape the label lock and roll to the floor. Brian then hits him with a diving knee smash from the apron and then tries to slide back in the ring, but then we see his boot get grabbed by a random arm poking out from under the apron skirt. Uh, once Brian finally gets free, he walks right into a pile driver by Garcia, who then locks in the sharpshooter and cranks it back until Brian passes out to win via referee stoppage. And then post-match, we see uh, Jake Hager enter the ring to reveal it was his arm who grabbed Brian's boot as Jericho Allegedly. then joins them to celebrate <laughs> Garcia's big win dude fucking Jericho I, I felt I'm like dude this dude just just watching him run down to the ring mm-hmm. and <laughs> the whole time him trying not to pull up his pants yeah dude I was like clearly I'm like you definitely oh dad. dude dude you're <laughs> you're you're free balling it underneath there dude I don't want dude p- put your shirt back oh, on lockers like, man I'm telling you bro like I was like the whole I was like bro your shit's l- l- Pull that shit up. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I was gypsy. like, I don't see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dirty ass mother. Word. Fucking, nah, but um, yeah, this yeah, this the- match was good. I mean, I'll I tell you one of the things, the reason I was asking how, how it made you feel is because when he did the collapse, mm-hmm. I, I had those, those that HBK vibe. Like when, when he, you know what I mean? When, when he was coming so, back from getting beat up. Yeah. My, my uh, it's hard to tell you an accurate feeling because I didn't get a chance to, to watch it mm-hmm. with natural reaction because youtube time, yeah. does what it does and it has to spoil shit like you gotta, you gotta unsubscribe like, bro yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking about doing because as soon as it hits seven o'clock i get 
Chris Jericho challenges for the world title. I'm like, okay, so that's happening, you know. And then I think 20 minutes after that, I'm still in the first hour watching it because I'm at work, you know what I'm saying. And it goes, Daniel Daniel Garcia attacks Brian Danielson and beats him in a well, you know, uh, in the biggest victory of his. And I'm just like, thank you, YouTube. Thank you so much for telling me that. Well, why would you, know you spoil saying? the like, big return? Yeah, and that's they do stupid. that a lot. You know what I'm saying? And, and so not not thinking that, hey, you might have people who are subscribed that aren't able to watch or they're at work so it's dvr'd and you just gave away the finish especially you know, like, if you're not a daniel uh, uh garcia garcia fan. fan you're like i don't even want to watch that man yeah. i don't even want to know how he fucking because it like, used you know? to be did could or did daniel garcia have what it takes to be brian Dan- so it used to be a question yeah and, and then with, it, with like it, a thumbnail of something that happened in the match possibly yeah, yeah you know what exactly I mean? like, so um yeah. so without that i enjoyed the match very much i was curious about what story they're going to tell i think this is a smart way to go with him coming back from injury because you wonder okay his, the last time we saw him he picked a replacement but it seemed like if it was up to him he would be at work right now but clearly you read the reports that tony was like no we're not rushing that like he had to stop yeah. him days out before blood and guts to save him from himself you know that was reported so i believe um it. it i think it's a good way to play off that and i wonder where this goes for him because everyone else in the bcc has been on a roll you know, I mean? yeah, because I was thinking, I'm like, is besides him, mm-hmm. he's the only, he's the only one without gold, right? Only one without gold, and if you want to look at something more glaring, he lost to someone that Wheeler just beat, uh, you know, uh, less than a week ago. You know, who did uh, he lose to? Jay Lethal? No, I mean, Wheeler, Wheeler, uh, Wheeler beat Daniel oh, oh, Garcia. Oh, Daniel Garcia. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, but he, and I'll be with a seatbelt pin. It, yeah. I get it, you know, but he's it's hey, you know, and he Chuck he, and he didn't pin. he did, and he didn't tap <laughs> out. You know, he passed out. So I thought, but I think it's awesome that Brian was down to gift this to Garcia. Didn't like it. Didn't need it. I think it's good. Fuck him. I think it's good for his potential. So Fuck all. I'm surprised they had the main event spot. I thought they were going to open the show with it. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was surprised Roosh got that title shot. Yeah, I, apparently because he was, what was it that I heard that he was one of the longest reigning champions or something like that in our weight so that somehow equated to him getting a time you know, you know, i have no idea how that how that happened I was they like, oh, what, okay. they, what they could have done what they could have done is bring back scorpio and have him challenge for the title that would be nice i just don't know what that match looks like to be honest i think he might be too athletic for him but i've seen moxie work with dante pretty well too so that's true hard hard to say Hard to say. But, no, that was uh, AEW fight, uh, fight for the Fall in night one. And then tonight on Rampage, well, I guess, would be night two, if that's how they're doing it. So, uh, But, yeah, that was uh, this week in wrestling. We had tons of news, tons of uh, review for you guys. Uh, but, yeah, you know how we do it, man. Quincy Jones Show. We like to give yeah, it to you guys unfiltered and uh, unbiased. and uh, Inside you know. jokes and all. And if you know, you know. Yeah. And you can laugh with us as well. But, yeah. uh, you know, you can't do so unless you're following us and supporting us. Yes, from sir. that social media so do so man follow us everywhere man that's going to be at the quincy jones show on instagram at the quincy jones show on tiktok at quincy jones show on twitter and backslash the quincy jones show on facebook as well and don't forget to follow myself quincy jones go as well as uh doc yes, lesnar or if you want to do doc underscore kjs pod yeah um you know we also got the music popping i mean i'm definitely real real close let to me, be releasing yeah, this yeah, video the, man yeah let me do this he turned in his album to me this week. Um, y'all are in trouble oh, that okay. think you're competition. Those who oh, are with okay. the movement, you're in for quite a treat. 11 tracks. 
it, it's it's a vibe. Um, couldn't have come at a better time. It's coming though, and that that's also that that's a forewarning, as well mm-hmm. as 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 well wishes. You know what I'm saying? So Appreciate check that it. out. It's gonna be on all platforms that you find me on Spotify, Amazon, Title, uh, iTunes, Apple Music, all the above. And you know, speaking of that, let them know where they can find the podcast. Oh yeah, the podcast, bro. man iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, CastBox, and the good people at True100Radio.com as well, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay tuned. Again, the, uh, the video's already, you know, it, it's it's done. It's litty, man. Yeah, so we're we're like, just uh, configuring the, yeah. the release schedule at this point. But, uh, yeah, I got a teaser. Check um, out the singles on Spotify, too. You got Bad Guy. You got... Uh, no you know mercy. You, know you got King think, as well. You know what I mean? You know, we, we, so. do, uh, we got SummerSlam, I believe, is this weekend, correct? Uh, is it this is weekend? It? I believe it's the, the Saturday. Oh, this was the go home. Yeah, we didn't even do predictions. Uh, I mean, don't, I mean, there's only two big yeah. matches, man. It's it's like Roman versus Brock, mm-hmm. and then it's like the Usos versus the Street Profits. What the? J-E-double-F-J-A. Yeah, I did see the segment you were telling me about. Hard way? Really? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I, I, ain't gonna I lie. loved you. So, so <laughs> Conrad said that nobody had a script and that they just went and filmed that shit. All right, but it it, it looked like gritty. It looked brutal a little bit. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, he wasn't bleeding. He was totally that was he he didn't blade at all either. Nah, that's what I'm saying. Like to me, that was I, that he felt told, like he, that he, was hard way. But it was just like damn. Bro, no, it wasn't hard way. You don't think so? No, that dude. That was definitely blood packet, bro. You can kind of tell when you look at blood. There's a certain color to it. I feel you, but the way he drove that heel into the head, like that's what got me. Was like, okay, I, he's bleeding. It looks like he's bleeding like right away after that. Nobody would ever allow him to do that before the match. Do you think people tell Ric Flair what to do? Look, you're telling me that they're gonna sit up here and risk him getting a concussion off of that shit before the match? I'm gonna repeat my question. I mean, look, the guy that's throwing it for him has a son-in-law, so. Yeah, that's you right. I, I always forget about that too. And I'm yeah. sure Charlotte's like, "Dad, what are you doing?" Well, I heard, I heard that was it. You that told <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, he wanted to do a dive. He yeah, wanted to do a dive, Charlie and Charlotte's talk- like, "Oh man, that's God. that's so crazy." But you uh, can't do a tope suicida. But no, you were talking I'm about so, but SummerSlam. Uh, oh, what, yeah. what are you going to do with SummerSlam? Oh, I think I might post the teaser for the video. I think that'd be I nice. Think, yeah, you know, short we've been talking joint. about it for yeah. a while. No mercy, the video. Yeah. Teaser. This was a Saturday or Sunday. Are they doing SummerSlam? This I believe it's Saturday because they doing the Flair's last match on Sunday. All right, so. there you go. Boom. So tomorrow, who you, who you got? Who you got in the last match? <laughs> oh, you want I can't even keep a straight face. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm like this. If I, there's a way I can catch the last match, I just want to see if the uh, prediction the, I had for it, what two episodes ago, is basically what it is. Well, it's like, yeah, we we're talking about it. it's gonna be like t- twelve minutes, ten minutes of Andrade he, and he two stu- minutes of yeah. Flair. He st- he double, starts double figure four. Yeah, Andres uh, Andrade starts yeah. tagging Flair. Mm-hmm. Maybe get another tag in. They probably Flair, will both Flair's enter with. Uh, they'll probably both enter with robes on. Yeah, yeah, kinda, you know, that that'd, be, that'd be pretty lit. But uh, yeah, no, check it, check it out. So, uh, <laughs> this is this is Friday, so tomorrow, yeah, right? Tomorrow, yeah, you check know what? out, yeah. The No Mercy teaser, Quincy Jones at Quincy Jones at the Quincy Jones Show. Anywhere that you follow us, look for that. It'll be posted for yeah, sure. Yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram for sure. No doubt. I mean, I can't yeah. wait for this. The Quincy Jones Show album is on. I'm telling you guys, man, it, it's it's something that's going. It's be... literally the reason why this podcast started. Yeah, and, and it's crazy because um, then the podcast took over. Yeah, took, took priority. Yeah, it really. And, and now you back at it, but it's cool, man. Yeah, it's full you know? circle for sure, man. But check us out. You already know what it is. Uh, where to find us? Um, like I always say, at Doc Lesnar, at Doc underscore yep, yep. KJS Pod. Um, 
you know what I mean, go ahead, check out the music, as we always say, Spotify, uh, Apple, iTunes, all that stuff. Check me out on Mercari. Always have, uh, I got a lot of new stuff, that man. that top-notch memorabilia, man. Yeah, Just real talk, I got out, a bro. lot of uh, 8x10s. I got a lot of bundles, a lot of figures, a lot of pins. I got tons of wrestling pins. Holla at yeah, your boy. He, he puts a lot of lots together, too. If y'all looking for something, he probably man. try to find her to put find some me. stuff together, man. Like, Doc Lesnar, Mercari, and I'm down to bundle. Just let me know. Other than that, uh, follow your boy at Doc Lesnar on uh, Instagram, uh, or I already said that I'm Doc Lesnar, I should say, on Twitter and, of course, the uh, Facebook and uh, on TikTok at Doc Lesnar. Other than that, man, it's been another great episode. It's been some time. And uh, three words form, I believe. Is that what it is? <clears throat> Top, Top guys, guys out. <laughs>